I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. 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 Good. It's season eleven. It's episode twenty-seven, I think. And tonight we had to scrape the barrel a bit because we've had a few pullouts. Um, Tell it how it is. Yeah. Well. There you go. We, we we do have three guest presenters on. Uh, we asked all the popular podcasts. We asked all the popular websites. We asked all radio presenters. None of them are available. So we're very grateful to John, Gary and Nick for standing in from Claret and Booze. Is, is that the name of your, your um, YouTube channel? And... Yeah, you've got it right there, mate. That's, 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 that's the correct, one. Sean. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Otherwise so, known as the, uh, the Nigel Khan Appreciation Society. The, and it's a Facebook yeah. group that I'm banned from, yeah, guys? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially, especially now. Yeah. Now you are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, John, where are you? What are you doing? I'm at home doing a podcast with you, making my debut. Yeah, there you go. Gary, mm. where are you? What are you doing? Sitting down at the end of my garden, making a podcast. Hang on, are you in a shed? I am in a shed. Ooh. It's not as good as Nigel's shed, though. Oi, 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 oi. Don't push your luck. Take it over. Shed man. Got a new shed man. Not having that. <laughs> Nick, where are you? What are you doing? I'm uh, at the top of my house. I'm in me loft. Oh, doing a podcast had, with you. I wish I had a loft man, but don't. <laughs> um, and last but not least, we do have Nigel, uh, a.k.a. the shed man, but we've already played the jingle. So yeah, um, where are you? Again. What are you doing? Nigel? I'm in my shed. Oh, if only we could play the jingle twice. <laughs> Livid. Livid. Oh, my God, we've got a new shed man. Um, no Len tonight. I've probably upset him in some way, usually. Uh, no George Knight. He had a day off, so he couldn't make the podcast. Don't get that. And uh, John's got back to um, doing up his house again. So Snagging. Uh, 
and he snagging. He's snagging. I think he's putting down a new floor. You're thinking, well, you moved into a house without a new floor. No, so we are grateful to uh, the boys from Clarence and Booze. It'll be an interesting one tonight, I think, because uh, it's like four against one. Um, but anyway, more of that later. Uh, let's start with a game, because it is a football podcast. Um, let's start with the game against... Who did we play? Anyone? Anyone? No. Newcastle, the Magpies. Um, ladies first, let's go with you, Nick, um, first. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, what well, you just want my, my my thoughts on the game, dear? You, like, your thoughts on the game? Any flashpoints? Where did it all go wrong? Where did it all go right? Uh, well, well, Nick, well, it, Nick, we've only got like a couple of hours, or so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just remember, this Nigel. Nigel, our, our longest YouTube shows are when you're on the channel, right? You you always make that drag over. <laughs> um, no, well, it all it, it was all going all right. You know, I was driving down. The, I started me drive. I was driving down the A12. Beautiful sunshine. Pulled into Harry's car park. Then the weather started. Horrible walk. It was it was even <clears> how. Why why have you got a, why have you got to queue up twice to get into that place? I really don't get it. It it, it really is. First they me. make sure you're not a terrorist, then they want you to harvest your data so they can sell it at some point in the future by using your digital um ticket. More than likely. More than likely. I mean there was a woman in front of me which really irritated me because they've got their Thank wands you. where they wave up and down. She had a massive bag and she was like, Do you want to look at me bag? They was like, no, nah, no, nah, go on, go on, go through. It's just, just crazy. But um, the game itself, it was uh, kind of on Where, where do you sit, by the way, Nick? We, do, we uh, don't in, know in, you. So where do you sit? In the Bobby Moore lower. Oh, nice. Or yeah, stand. So where you stand. Where we stand. Where we stand. So the game itself, um, yeah, it was it was poor. I mean, it, first 10 minutes, it was uh, we, we started as we usually do. I mean, it was a 12.30 kickoff. We, we, you know, we, we generally don't do very well with the early kickoff, but... Ten minutes, Newcastle was all over us. Um, beyond that, uh, we did kind of get back into the game. There was a couple of interesting attacks. Um, that one where Frederick sort of nodded the ball over the top, and then Bowen um, Bowen went through volley, tipped onto the bar by Jabravka. That was that was probably the um, the, the high point before the goal. Um, and then Antonio did one of his. Don't want to be too harsh on Antonio, but he did one of his. He didn't have his best game. It, a rare piece of. Good work. That's an understatement. One, I know. I know. One, one us. One us a free kick. Good um, delivery from Cresswell. And again, you know, Dawson comes in. Absolutely great header. Great header. One nil. I think against a run of play. Don't think we deserved it. Two in two um, for Dawson. Two in two. Two in two. Uh, oh, and then, wow. like I say, not much else happened, did it? Until um, the goal at the end. I mean, what a calamity that was. You know, the uh, defensive areas. I mean, you had Fredericks and Sujic over on the right that weren't they, they didn't do their bit to sort of stop the cross coming in and then i don't know what what deck was doing he had a bit of a nightmare yeah. there save good... some stuff for the other boys but yeah. i want to ask you zoomergate yeah um where'd you where'd you stand do you think diop should have started after his good performance uh, uh well before the game I, I i said i said yes not because i've got anything um obviously i don't i don't support what zuma did um, but the only reason being was because Dawson and Diop both did put a good performance in in the previous game. So I wouldn't have been against Diop starting. But it, you're, not, you're not of the hanging brigade. No, or, no, no, I'm not. No, no, no. Sack him. Cats are more important brigade. We, we won't I, start the whole. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not justifying what he did at all. But um, as, as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm glad he did play because he played. He played very well. He was one of the best players. In, he in played my well. View. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. Did you see from that in the orange? Inflatable cats in the no 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 I couldn't, see can't, I couldn't see couldn't see that far um, um, 
anyway, let's let's move on to Gary. Yeah. So, um, as far as as far as Zoom is concerned, by the way, I I think he's he's kind of been punished enough now, isn't he? He had a he had a week of bad press. He had front pages, a couple of front pages in the Sun. He had all of the um, all the social media, radio, and TV, and everyone going after him. And I think that's probably enough now, isn't it? Yeah, no such thing as bad publicity, is there? No, no. I just, I just think it, it went a little bit too far. We had people who themselves had checkered pasts, you know, on Talksport and such like, throwing stones at him. And I thought it was bad. No one's gonna gonna support animal cruelty in any way. Uh, it was a terrible thing that he did. But my God, let's get it into proportion. And um, uh, and I think let's let's move on. So I was totally in favour of seeing him play on Saturday. Um, as what, far as game... um, who's the goalkeeper? Who's the magpie? Um, is it Woodgate? Uh, who's who's the goalkeeper? I don't know. For, I don't know. For who? For, for the Magpies. Dubravka. Uh, who was it then that was meowing at um, oh. Zoom? Oh, that was Sim the... Off. No, no, no. It was the striker, wasn't it? It was Chris Woods. Oh, Chris oh, Woods. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. He was meowing. Um, <laughs> well, well, and, and, yeah. and Dawson allegedly went up to the ref. So I'll just take spot, myself right? off mute because I thought you was all ignoring me then as I was shouting out Depravka. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, well, I fucking said it three times, Depravka. No, no, yeah, right. It was, was a striker. Yeah. It, it, it was a striker who was, uh, Chris Wood. was meowing. Um, you know what? I think we're, that's we're, funny, though. I think that's funny. I've got to be sledging, honest. Sledging. Yeah. It's good, it's good sledging. Know, but do you, I, I believe... I believe the story about the striker saying it, about Wood saying it to, to Zuma, whispering in his ear, because I'd do the same thing if I was. Of course him. you would. Of course yeah. you would. But, uh, but I don't believe the story of um, Craig Dawson complaining to the referee about Wood's no. meowing. I mean, that's nonsense. I put and... the, it was on Sky Sports, so it must be true. And then I repeated yeah. it on Clarence Hughes, so double truth. <laughs> oh, oh well, uh, you know, yeah, it must be then, but it isn't, is it? I mean, even Dermot Gallagher today. Um, uh, ex-referee, good referee as well, came out and said, there's no way that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but that's going to happen, right? The flat, inflatable ha- cats, the uh, doing the songs. You nothing know, wrong it, with that. Where, nothing wrong with that. What? What, what was the song? What was the song that the Newcastle... Because uh, oh, we, we could... couldn't quite make uh, it out. It was Zuma, ha! I wanna yeah. know. Did you get that cat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, we couldn't because they were Geordies. We couldn't make cats. Yeah, I couldn't make it out, and I was right next to them. And then we were singing <laughs> Nigel, our song. Nigel obviously, Nigel didn't know they were Geordies with that accent. Can you yeah, sing right. our song? Nigel. Our song. It was our song. It. It's the. It's the Zuma one. It is Zuma. He wears a magic hat. Yeah. yeah. And if you throw a cat at him, he'll kick, kick the, the fucker, fucker back. back. Yeah. He'll kick it to the left. He'll kick it to the right. And if we win the Europa League, we'll sing this song all night. Well That's done. Well yeah. done. <laughs> what happens if we don't win the Europa League, then? Do we have to stop singing? We've got Absolutely. to stop singing. Yeah. 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 Until next year. Yeah. Anyway, we'll back to the game. game. Back yeah. to the game. Um, did um, Moyes make the right choice? Was that the... I mean, I, I think we hear that Lanzini had a knock, maybe his Achilles, and um, and Soufal was out, but he's not been playing well. Um, did he put out his best team? Would you have started any any wooden different? No, not in my mind. I, I think he, starting with Fredericks was a, a mistake. I mean, right. we did a we did a, a part of our on our YouTube channel the other night. We predicted the team, and we thought Johnson. All of us thought Johnson should have got back in. We couldn't work out why Johnson was dropped in the first place because you remember when he got injured, he replaced Sue Fowl. He played well. 
he got injured himself after after a while. But then he's found such a he's had to wait for a diabolical half by Soufal, followed by a diabolical half by Fredericks to actually get himself back in himself back in the team. And I think that's appalling, really. He should have been. He should have been. He's got to be above Fredericks in the pecking order, in my opinion. Do you right start, um, Benny? Uh, well, if Lanzini is injured, I, I, I guess there's not much of a choice. I'd like to see Vlasic given more more game time myself. Was he right to pull Benny off? I mean, I don't know if you saw what the video picked up, but he said every time yeah. straight to him. 18th time he's been pulled off by uh, Moyes well, uh, as a substitute. <laughs> I think if I think I think the problem with Benny is he plays well when he's a substitute. When he's coming on, he, he's 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 fantastic. As an impact sub, he's fantastic. Whenever he starts the game, more often than not, he's average at best. And I think he was average at best. Heart of a goldfish, you know. He pulls out of challenges. He's not. Uh, he, I, we saw me and Nick were watching this game together for once, and uh, we saw him. He shirked a challenge on the right hand side of the pitch. Then he ran across to the left-hand side of the pitch and shirked another one over there. But that aside, that's not what he's, he's there for, really, to win tough challenges. He's there to be the creator. Does he do any creating? I mean, to my mind, no, he doesn't. Yeah. Right. He, he doesn't agree with you. And, and obviously, Moy's got the ump with him. He was taking a long time. What happened to all this, you've got to go off your nearest side? I thought the Premier League bought in... You're not allowed to walk across the pitch. You've got to walk to your nearest side. They don't seem to penalise that anymore. And people seem to trudge slowly. Moyes took exception to it and said, hurry up. We, we, we can win this game or something. And, and he didn't like that at all. Is, is, is Benny a team player or is he causing a bit of friction in, in the dressing room, do you think? I don't know. He's a he's a bit of a. I think he's a bit of an individual an individual character. But if you see the way Moyes was fuming, wasn't he? He when, was as soon as soon as he started walking slowly. Moyes virtually went onto the pitch because he was he was <laughs> he screaming did, yeah. so much, right? And then that eventually they they passed and they were they were giving giving words to each other. But I think there's no way that he gets taken off if he performs and no, he's just not performing. So he deserves to get taken off. Yeah, but at, the same, well, but at the same at the same time though, do you, do you not do you not see it from his perspective? Now, now look, I, I am not Ben Rama's biggest fan. I'm, I'm actually not, but he's the most substituted player in the Premier League. Apparently, yeah. I heard that stat today, and he wasn't the worst player on the pitch. And we were chasing the goal, and there were other players that I think could have come off as opposed like, to him, like Antonio. Funny like you say that, Nick. or Suchek, or Suchek. Yeah, or yeah. Suchek. Funny you say that, Nick, because. We were saying the same about a year ago about Gerald Bowen. Yeah. Right? Most substituted person in the, the Premier League. And, and you know, he was sparing him, sparing the rods. And, and he came good. So is he, is he, I know, trying to protect Ben Rama or, or he just doesn't fancy him? I can't work it out myself at the moment. No. Anyway, we're, we're going to move on to John. Otherwise, he's going to have nothing to talk about. John. <laughs> Hello. Maybe talk about obviously Dawson two and two. Brilliant. Uh, what, 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 what was going on when we conceded that goal? Because I thought this, you know, for a long while I thought, you know, this is not going to be uh, Newcastle's night. We're going to win this uh, day, morning, afternoon. Um, we're going to win this one nil. Uh, all of a sudden, I mean, I, I must admit, I thought it was an own goal. I didn't. I had to ask who, who scored that because it was just a bit of a, a fumble. Yeah, I mean, it was a. Uh... It was obviously a mistake from Rice. And uh, I read an interesting stat today that I think that's his first mistake that's led to a goal 
for three or four years. Was it just him or was it Fredericks? Fredericks had a role to play as well, didn't he? Fredericks had a role to play throughout the game. He was absolutely diabolical. Um, and I think getting back to Fredericks, I think I actually said on our show that I could see that he possibly would start Fredericks because I think he felt that if St. Maximan started, he'd be able to keep up with him pace-wise. Hmm. Um, but, you know, we learned pretty early on in the day that St. Maximan didn't travel. So why Moyes, if that was the game plan, didn't change it, I don't know. But, I mean, Fredericks had a he had an absolute nightmare, didn't he, for that goal and throughout the first half, really. Um was it was but, it um was uh Fabianski should he, he have done better on on the goal Listen there's always a debate about Fabianski people question he's does he dominate the box and he doesn't come out for crosses and I've got to say personally that in recent weeks I think he's come out for a lot more crosses than I've ever seen um but he's never going to be that commanding in the box just because of his stature I mean not necessarily if you've got somebody who's 6 foot 7 or whatever Ariola is he's going to be more imposing and possibly more commanding just by his figure, by his shape. Um, mm. But Fabianski, you know, I love Fabianski. Um, he is coming to the end. We know that, and he has made a few mistakes recently. But I don't, I don't particularly put the goal down to him. I mean, Fredericks had a nightmare. Suchek's had a nightmare, and Rice headed it the wrong way, straight back to Willock mm. or wherever it went. Um, yeah. But even even before the goal, Zuma, you know, we had possession, and Zuma tried to launch a sixty-yard crossfield ball which they cut out and that's how their goal came from that interception. So yeah. you could say that we didn't need to be chasing the game sort of that late on in the half, really. We could have just kept the ball. Let's talk about Bowen. Uh, obviously he hit the bar, but the, 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 the bit I want to talk is right in injury time, right in front of us in the West End, right by the away fans. Um, a player was off the pitch. I can't remember which player, Magpie player was off the pitch, but he was off the pitch. So we were right to carry on. Mm-hmm. The ball went out. The flagman is absolutely waving it to say the ball's gone out of play. The flagman. The, the, the lino. <laughs> the lino. Technical term. Yeah, um, the lino's flagging right in front of us. Dan Byrne, talking about a tall guy, six yeah. foot seven, mm. absolutely wipes him out. Um, and uh, Bowen, all five foot nine of him, <laughs> squares up to him and had to mm. be separated by, by the lino and uh, Fabianski. And I think Fornells came in and etc. I've seen red cards given for that. It was it was unnecessary, wasn't it? What for, for from Dan Byrne? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I think I think if that, it's, yeah, I mean, it's one of them where because the game, the, the the play had been stopped for the throwing or whatever. I think it was one of them that possibly went unpunished to some extent, or wasn't punished as much. Violent as it could conduct. Have been. I don't know. Yeah, I, I really thought it was quite yeah. a rash challenge. I really yeah. did, but it's one of them where maybe the referee thinks that it's gone off for a throw. It's not in game time. I don't know, but I thought straight away it could have quite easily been a red. It was rash. It was late. It was all of the above, you know, but... And, you know, and Bowen ended up getting a yellow himself for, for fighting back. I thought yeah. he was going to knock the lino out at one point because <laughs> he went to sort of take a swing and the lino got him. And I thought, Paolo Di Canio, here we come. He's going to fall backwards and he's going to, you know, get sent yeah. off for uh, striking the lino. Um, but I'll tell you what, at the end, I thought, I was glad of the draw. I thought there was more chance in Newcastle scoring at that end yeah, uh, than there Definitely. was West Ham. The, 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 the thing is with us now, I think I'm never really, like you said, you felt that we was going to go in and win 1-0. I'm never comfortable. Um, for me, we have to at least be 2-0 up for me to be a little bit more optimistic because there's always a goal for us to concede uh, recently. Um, and that's yeah. strange because I think generally 
<laughs> the last few games, I think our centre backs have been immense, but the problems are coming from our left and right backs. You know, coming down yeah. those sides of the, of, of the defence really. We're going to have a little stat attack to hear from the words of wisdom. There's nothing for him to discuss. And we're going to see what he pulls out of the bag here. Uh, West Ham had 47%, which meant that Newcastle, away from home, had 53. We had 11 shots, three on target. They had 14, three on target. Should have won. They had seven corners. We had three. Nigel, discuss. Cold, wet and damp. Yes. And I could come up with a witty line on that, but I won't. Yeah. It that, that was just the, the queue outside. Mm. Yeah, I got absolutely... Myself yeah. and my son, uh, Finlay, the trains weren't running because apparently there'd been a storm. And we were, we got there with 30 seconds and the rain soaked us right through our jackets, right through, well, trousers, boxer shorts, everything. <clears throat> that was the worst queue mm, even was. Even before, uh, even with showing COVID passes, that was the worst. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Gym. Everyone got there late, I think. And what I don't get is, is why have they got like seven people waving wands and four supervisors? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why not yeah, have right. 10 people waving wands and one supervisor? Well, well they haven't got enough wands. Well, Quite simply. At the end of the, the day, budget, there should the be wrong. didn't go that far. I know If it's that, chucking but... down with rain, just let the people through. Yeah, because no ter terrorists don't come Look, in rain. You're right, no, they absolutely. Yeah, right, they don't. They, That's they a go, well oh, no, it's fact. raining. Let's know. Well, all right, <laughs> you, you go and show me right, a suicide bomber that's ever blown himself up when it's raining. Oh, no, you have no. a good point there. Oh, well, there's a challenge. There's a challenge. No, that's it, people. Yeah. You go and... You know, you in this country, people don't go round the world looking for a rainy day somewhere in downtown Baghdad or whatever. But generally, they wait for the sun to shine. Oh, right, okay. I didn't know that. Thanks. You're, well, you're all, you're, you know, you're I'm all full a... of wonderful stats. You know, yeah. I'm a stat man, isn't it? Uh, so... And you made that one out. <laughs> oh, no, you think about it. You think about all the terrorist bombers we've had in in London, and none of them have been in the rain. But oh. you know why, don't you? Because well, they normally come out in the summer. No, because there's more people about in the summer, so they can well, do more damage. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Well. So Nigel's probably well. right. There you go. So they, don't so don't encourage him, please. <laughs> so anyway, you know, it's just the, the thing about it is everybody's queuing with their tickets in their hand that they've printed off. So when they get the return style, the paper's gone all soggy. Yeah. <coughs> you know, you, some you of them had it in clear. I saw a lot of people had them in clear, yeah. like. That's all going though. Well, alternatively, the the new tickets that turned up, the NFC that well, I, my one. Once I found oh, out where the read was, you 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 turn start G. I think so. I think so. I think it's G. But we're, but by the time we we worked out where the reader was, it worked fine. But you the know, queue, I walked around that way, right? Yeah. Uh, is it Gary? And yeah. that NFC. The queue was the biggest at G. I took a picture and wrote an article about it. It was massive compared to every other turnstile. Where'd you write that article then? Well, I had a I had another off day yesterday. Oh, well, one off. Yeah. Well, because Huey was in London. No, listen, it's your life. Right? I'm just and, saying and another just one in. off. I'm, I'm a supply teacher. Sometime I called in to cover as a supply teacher, you know? All right. Yeah, that's, that's your well, good, mate. Uh, I don't know what it was, Sean, but I got in about 15 minutes early. I think it was Turnstile G. I'll have to have yeah. a look. I'll get back to you on that. But yeah. by the time I got through there, the guy on the Turnstile seemed to know what the problem would be, and he told me where to put my phone. Oh, I bet so, he did. 
<laughs> so um so it was quite easy i i, I suspect the ones at the beginning had a, had a oh, what did you do just have to hold your phone up rather it's than just, put it into the slot it's like when you use apple pay to pay for yeah. something you just open up the ticket and you put yeah. your phone onto the reader which is above the slot did you yeah. have an app did they give you an app to do this? no no it's the apple wallet so it downloads oh, into right. your apple wallet or your android wallet whatever whatever you use so if you was like, like an 80 year old pensioner with a nokia um you got no, no chance. You got no chance. And this, and the, but funny enough, because obviously NFC um, is roughly the same technology as what they put in the old touch cards. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So actually, just give us a fucking touch card, and but then they you are wouldn't gonna, have people. If you've read my article from yesterday on digital tickets, <laughs> it does say because <laughs> I spoke to the head of ticketing and go, "What's all this? All this fortress software yeah. and everything?" And she wrote back to me and said. Oh, we wrote an article in February. And down below, buried, because yeah. it was talking about how they were stopping the COVID restrictions. And buried down <clears throat> was all about how they're moving over to this new NFC ticketing from yeah. next season. And they're trialing it. And they're going to have cards. Heard that before. And I thought, hmm, they buried that a little bit. So basically, right, everybody's got used to this way of printing off bar card, barcodes and... Um, uh, yeah. QR codes, which I use a QR code when I'm pl- putting the phone the right way up, and now they're going to change it all again. It looks like NFC. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I that think works that was, well. That's going to go really well, damn well, on the first game of the season, isn't it? Yeah. And another thing that confused people, I think, was that was supposed to be a trial on uh, on for Saturday's game. So you had something like 2000. if you they sent you an email, and if you downloaded the ticket to your wallet in like the first twelve or twenty four hours, wherever it was then the NFC ticket would be enabled. Otherwise, it would just be a normal ticket. So I think you ended up with people with all sorts of different tickets trying to go into the... uh, Yeah. But but this time, they defaulted to NFC. So for the the Wolves game. Apparently, they they did this at the Watford game and the Brighton game is is what they said on this article that no one read, which I... Maybe they did it on different turnstiles, not my one. Yeah. Where where do you mm, sit then, Gary? Bobby Moore-Lower. Are you Bobby? That is not G. Then that's definitely not G. It's K, yeah, Gary. You get you get, you're going at K. I, I think is it K? I'll go in. Yeah. K. I'll go in K. I'll go in K. I didn't have that new way I'll, of doing it. I'll just yeah. open up my ticket and yeah, it's K. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Right. <clears throat> Of course, having it on your phone with a barcode is all well and good unless someone texts you right at the minute <laughs> that you put in your phone in, and the text then blocks. The the Q, the um the, the barcode. You don't get that many messages a day, Nigel. Uh, yeah, yeah, you'd be you'd be amazed, wouldn't you? <laughs> Shoving it in and out, the bleeding Sorry? thing, thinking why ain't it working? Oh, well, just... I, I did that at the Watford game. I kept on doing it, and in the end, I said, "I've never had this. This is this is awful." And I called the steward over, and he went. Yeah, you turn your phone upwards, not downwards. And I went, I know that. I've been doing that since the beginning of the season. I was so embarrassed. And my son you just go, Do you go in with normal people then, Sean? You walk in with us normal I, people? I, I do. I go into Turnstile C. Um, yeah. And I, I go in normal entrance and everything. Yeah. Oh. I thought they'd just let you in because they know your face. Like, you know. One of those do, you, do, you, do you think that they're moving away from QR code? To stop people from uh, sort of easily transferring tickets, is that what it? No, I don't it? think it's that. I think, and, and Nigel will know this. This this fortress. <laughs> so will, I think so this is all Nick, about in the same data mining. Yeah. This is getting using the data and forcing extra products. I think it's all a, a long term, and it's not. Look, West Ham are not alone. I think this is all about 
driving the digital agenda uh, to football fans because we're a number now, right? We're a punter. And that's why we're, we're attractive to people. And I think this is all, this, this digital move to digital tickets is all about selling us more stuff and pushing so more have, stuff. Have they sat down with the fans groups and agreed this then? Well, I think they briefed them. I briefed um, them. Yeah, but no, I don't think they've agreed it with them. But it no. does say in that article, they will sit <clears> out and listen to everybody and listen to the ISC. Anyway, uh, it's not a ticket. Like they listen to the SAB before the move. Yeah, or the OSB. <laughs> uh, Shebman, let's get back to football. Yeah, sorry. Um, what did you make of the game? Where did it all go Ooh, wrong? Where did it all go? Declan Rice had his worst ever game for West Ham. Yeah. And uh, he, he made the mistake at the beginning that let Joe Linton in, and he didn't learn from it. Um, I don't know if it was a 12.30 kickoff. They always seem flat, but then I think the last 12.30 kickoff, we played Chelsea and beat them. So I, I don't know if it is 12.30 kickoffs or, or, or a problem or not. It just it was just lacklustre. The crowd was lacklustre, obviously, because then... But the crowd feeds off of what's going on on the pitch. Yeah. Newcastle started better, so it don't the warm fans the crowd started up. better as well. To be fair to New, I like Newcastle fans. To be honest, they, they're always up for it, aren't they? Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, they've got they've got this thing now, aren't they? Where they're the richest club in the world. And if you believe the bloke behind me, apparently the Arabs were going to buy Man United first, but but then decided at the last minute to buy Newcastle. It's yeah, amazing some, what you. It's amazing what that. you learn. It's amazing what you learn <laughs> off the bloke behind me. I yeah. tell you. Well, when I because... took my picture of uh, the the uh, director's box, I wanted to see yeah. who was there. Um, that Amanda Stavey and the yeah. two Arab guys were right front row. One of them's her husband. Just to point it out, Sean. Oh, is it? Didn't yes. know that. Okay. Yeah. Am I allowed to say Arabs as well? Middle Eastern businessmen yeah, okay. is, is what I should say. I think what you can't say is dirty Arabs. You know, yeah, I would never use that. that. <laughs> so that Amanda Stavely, she usually looks like she's in a high wind, don't she? So what does she yeah, look she like? Does, yeah. She looked yeah. very immaculate. I can send you the picture. Um, she? From a distance, up um, close, she looks like she's been in carry-on screaming. Gold, one of gold, the was, got in a <laughs> gold was there. Uh, with his uh, partner Leslie, so it's good to see him back at the game. Another um, wax model. S- Sullivan was there with his new missus, actually, and his two boys. I hadn't seen her oh, there right. before. Um, Cameron Brady looked with his husband, who's turned completely grey. I think it was her husband. Look absolutely miserable, especially when you zoom in. Wouldn't um, you be miserable next to her? Um, <laughs> Brooklyn was there. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Hurst was there. Um, who mm. else did I see there? Um, Terry Brown was there. Uh, no, no, Kredinsky. He wasn't there. None of his people there. So pissed, pissed off of it already, is he? Well, I, I don't know. He just wasn't there. What I like to do is I go up right to the box. I take a picture and then zoom in to each. I know it's a bit sad, but but like to see who's around. Who's you know? While the rest of us are watching the game of football, take <laughs> <laughs> pictures of directors. But I also took a picture of the BT box because there's a lot of ex-players there. Did you do you see that picture I sent you? I did see that. I could name them all. Oh, I wanted, wanted you to name them all. Actually, could you oh, name right. them all? Yes. Do you want me to Come on, see um, if you can name them all? I know some of them, but I... what group did you put it in? It was in the WhatsApp group. On yeah, the... Sean. Come on, circle of trust. With you. Circle of trust. Right, yeah, yeah. Right, here we go. It's great, great radio, this. As he looks up. 
Oh, do, did we cover? Do we want to cover the protest, Sean? No, no, look. <laughs> no, the protest. I got in trouble actually. I got in trouble. Did you? With the group, with my headline, because I thought they were protesting against the Newcastle owners. But as they pointed out to me, the protest wasn't against Newcastle owners. I'd like to. Uh, wasn't attraction. No, it was a protest against the football authorities for allowing the uh, the owners to take over Newcastle. Was well, a subtle, subtle difference. difference. There, it's a subtle but... difference, but yeah, I the group um, chairman rang me up or didn't. He messaged me and said, "You're wrong. That headline's wrong." I went, "I'm sorry." Oh, right. What well, what I... group chairman messaged you? Prime of Vines. Oh right. Okay. Oh Jim. Was he in the group? Jim. Was he? Yeah. Was he in between the? Uh... <laughs> How far do you want? No, no. Come on. Come on. <laughs> come on. Uh, Jim, Jim was there. I, I, I like Jim. I got a lot. Of t- I got a lot of time yeah, for Jim. Jim. He, he, um, he, uh, Holly Johnson was there, and Peter oh, Tatton was I there in their West Ham. Holly Johnson was there. He had his photo done with Phil Park's daughter, and he, yeah, has, with and he had his and, West Ham scarf on. Um, where I, was I, the protest? I don't uh, know. Nigel, Nigel in the closet, you said, Sean. I did not say that. I did not say that. God. Yeah. Look, you get, you get. But no, I, I think look, it's a it's a worthwhile protest to me. It's a worthwhile protest. I mean, it didn't get much traction in terms of it, it, followers, it, but I think I think it's it's worthwhile pointing out that the football authorities don't take human rights very seriously. No, do it they? doesn't. You're you're right, Gary. And and but I, I I I'm a little bit with all these protests, no matter what they're about. I just don't see what they actually do they don't achieve anything um do you know what it's what they've got the arsenal one there and the spurs one there and you just think look if you're here protesting go protest at your own ground you know Mm. i I don't i don't buy into all this political protesting at football we i mean i remember the first time i think i see it is when we signed lee bowyer for the first time and and all these Weird West Ham fans who I had never seen in my life are all camped outside Upton Park protesting about the signing of Lee Bowyer. And I get it, and I sort of understand what they were saying. But by doing it the way they do it, there's no message there. And, and just because you bought... And they all had new West Ham scarves on. And you know when you think you see that, you think, well, you know, if you was a proper West Ham fan, you'd yeah. have an old scarf, wouldn't you? And that's how what? you spot them. Well, how new the scarves are. What was they protesting about Bowyer? Because of his assault charge? Yeah, back in the day, you know, when he threw them yeah, chairs yeah, yeah. at you in McDonald's. In McDonald's, yeah. So, someone, someone did say they were talking about the Newcastle uh, it was fans. Because there was no Big Macs left. Is that what it time. was? Yeah, there was. You know, when McDonald's switches over at half four yeah. in the morning to breakfast, he wanted a Big Mac, and uh, when when the when the Asian fella said to him, "There's no Big Macs left," he jumped through the window. Oh, right. people, <laughs> people were making fun of um, Newcastle fans saying, how dare they moan about and make fun of the cats when one of their supporters punched a horse 10 years ago. And True. Of... A good point. <laughs> 10 yeah. years ago. Come on. I remember that. I remember that. It's, it's a... Well, I did tweet about a Newcastle. All I want to know is, did you chop up that journalist? Oh, yeah. Someone did say, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> They're complaining. They're complaining when, when if, if we're going to go down that road, let's just go straight in for yeah. the kill because yeah, balls out, get everything yeah, on the yeah, table. Yeah, let's put it all on the table. Since yeah. you know, at the end of the day, the bloke that ordered it is the head or chairman of the PIF that own eighty percent of Newcastle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, listen. Oh, but I if you're listening, look, it's a bit. Nigel fun, Khan said that, and not more than just a podcast. <laughs> there's apparently, you know, the, the one of the one of the things they were. It came up in one of the articles I read because I was wondering about why they were protesting and all that sort of stuff. I guessed it was about the Saudis. One of yeah. the byproducts of the protest was a guy who's openly gay journalist has been locked up in Saudi for three years and he's getting three years and 800 lashes purely for being gay, right? So that's the kind of owners that Newcastle have got. Yeah, no, I think, but it's, uh, I, I did speak to Jim and what he said to me was, look, we're not complaining about protesting against the owners because it's too late. They're already the owners. We're mm, pres- yeah. protesting against the football authorities that allowed this in the first place. And but so that's valid. But then what I'd they're say not is... They're fit and proper and they shouldn't have been allowed to take, take it Newcastle. to their doorstep then. Take it to the mm. Premier League. There, mm-hmm. there's, there's enough people out there yep. that can do it. Take it to the Premier League and stand on their doorstep. Because, and this is the thing, it, it's, a, it's a whole governance of football thing. You know, why have we allowed the World Cup in Qatar when... We know. So, how, how would Ian Dale feel, yeah, who's a good friend of ours, yeah, how would he feel going to the World Cup in Qatar? Because we all know. He doesn't make like. most of West Ham games. How's he going to get out there? No, I know. He, he made this game, about 14 podcasts a week. He did a live vlog. Oh, did brilliant. he? Yeah, I forgot oh. to post up a look he like here, what he looked like with his with his coat and his head. Um, he but looked the, like a Doctor Who monster. But, um, you know the Qatar World Cup is 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 open corruption at its finest. Oh yeah. yeah, and and yeah. so that never should have happened. Everyone knows it shouldn't have happened. It's a World Cup <clears> happening, <throat> happening in the middle of a of, of a winter football season. It just it it's so it it, stick, it sticks in the craw. It's such a bad decision. Yeah, and, yeah, but um, they know everyone will still watch it, so they're not going to lose. No, no, I know. Of course, of course, they will. But they, you know, it's just that money talks. They they're, literally they can make up as many new rules as they like. If someone comes along like the Saudis, loaded full of money, the authorities and the fellow clubs are going to get pan notes in their eyes, and they're going to just wave them through. Say, "Come on, welcome to the club. Get on the gravy train." You know, because they'll see their investment equaling more players coming in on bigger wages, equaling more TV revenue and more money from the gravy train for yeah. them. So, yeah, definitely. It, I, I, I do. I do find it funny though if if the Saudis really have got that much money why'd they buy Newcastle for 300 million right they haven't yeah. over completely overspent I still I don't think it's a vanity project I do think they just see it as a pure investment like our our check investor does which we'll talk about in a minute I don't think you know if you were going to buy if you really wanted to make a statement they should have bought you know Chelsea yeah, but you, you say that they've been trying for a couple of years to buy Newcastle. Newcastle, at the end of the day, look, they're, they're, they're as big a club as West Ham are, Oof. historically, Oof. fan base wise, everything. Yeah. But not in so, London. Hold up, right? And but what they've got is the benefit of being a one oh, club don't town. Don't say this. So yeah, one, it's one true. Club no, but it is so. And this it is true. The thing, yeah, there's about three hundred thousand people. And not, not well, you say it's boring, but that, that's the thing. So you say, why would they buy that? But they'll get the undying love of of, of Geordies. Well, apart from Sunderland, fans. you know. But Sunderland's not in Newcastle, Sean. Yeah, I know. And they're Mackhams, all... not Geordies. And down the road. Me, you know. Yeah, they're, they're about 20 miles apart. It's like saying Luton's in London. Well, it ain't, is it? <coughs> I think Sean gets lost outside the M25. Oh, I do. I do. He gets lost it's... outside of Surrey. It's, it's not... I don't really like going north of the river, boys, no. to be honest. <laughs> 
No. It's not. It's not just a um, a football deal, though, is it? Because if you look at, I, I think it's you draw parallels with what's with what Shake Mansur's done at, at Man City. Mm. It's a it's a property deal as well because he's completely redeveloped that part of Manchester as yeah. well. And if mm, you look yeah. at Newcastle, you know it's not the most affluent of areas. They there's a, another club there's a, today. There's, there's, there's opportunities there. There's opportunities Nick, there for him. Nick, it's in the middle. The stadium is in the middle of a I, very I congested. I know, but, but they Newcastle. but they will but they will redevelop areas of Newcastle. It's the same as what happened with. Um, They've already with... put plans in for, um, I believe, a community stadium yeah. with training facilities akin to what Man City have got. Wow, where the women's play and whatever. I think it's going to be more on the outskirts. Um, yeah, <clears throat> their training thing, but they, 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 you know they're going to do, and this is the thing they're going to do to Newcastle. What Shank yeah. Mansour's done they will. Man City. And, and, and he's, he's transformed, transformed Manchester, yeah. Shank Mansour. That I don't think they will. No, they will. I don't. They, well, we'll see. We'll see who's well, right. It yeah, but it's, a it's become a, a pissing contest between well, I don't Arabs think now. they're going to throw... I think they will invest as they did in January. I don't think they'll try and buy the league in the way Man City. Right? Sean, I think you're misjudging, yeah, our competitive... The Arab countries are against each yeah. other, well, and yeah. generally I'm they saying... dislike each other. Yeah, it's I'm a tribal that. thing. It's like having basically, it's like West Ham United fan has has bought a club, and he, you know, and that's the UAE, and then sadly the Spurs fans are thinking, oh, I'm going to buy a club, and and this is now what it's become a pissing contest in who can do it the best. Well, we we Jake yeah. Mansour's got 10, 12 years. On, on this mob, they will catch up as quick as they can. What, what, One thing I'll, I'll say is that Qatar, sorry, the, the owners of Man City, I think that was a sports washing kind of deal. I think they, they wanted to repair their image. I think the Saudis are a little more, little bit more arrogant. And I don't think they need to repair their image. Yeah. No, I don't think <laughs> well, they, they do need to repair well, it. Isn't it Inter Milan in the last few days they've been trying to buy? That they're concluding a deal to buy Inter Milan as well. Have you heard that? The same group. Yeah, yeah, PF, uh, PIF. How does, how, does that, have, how does that work though, in, a Euro, in a European competition? If if you got one uh, sort of one ownership model that 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 that's got controlling shares of multiple clubs in the same competition, how can that well, be right? You, it's the same with uh, if you own the percentage, um, the controlling interest, they can't compete in uh, European competition. Well, no, that's, that's not a problem for Newcastle at the moment. No. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it would be a problem unless, of course, they. But but Red Bull did this and found some loophole yep. by showing different ownership. So you know, there's always yeah, rounders. just put it in their wife's name. Exactly. Well, they got but ten to choose from, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> that is a, a, a oh, God. that is a state investment note fund, though, Sean, isn't it? It is. So it is, yeah. they're looking for a return from the state. They so are looking if, for a return for the state. So if you so if you're looking at that and you look at some of the other you know assets they've got in that fund, they're they're kind of you know they're surely going to want to return on this asset. And I don't they know are. how you get a return on Newcastle, well, well, which has got limited scope for expansion, if you're going to just plunder a load, <laughs> hundreds of millions into it. Yeah, I, I mean, you're right, Gary, and, and that's exactly what I think. Um, the problem with Saudi Arabia and, and, and Qatar and, and a number of these others is they know they're running out of oil or gas, right? And one day, and what they're trying to use is they're using the oil and gas money to buy investments. They're buying up companies, you know, Coca-Cola and, and tech companies yeah. to to keep them going when the oil and the gas runs out. Yeah. So Saudi Arabia are in that, that position. They know oil will run out one day. So I make you right. This is not just vanity. This is an investment to say one day Premier League will become pay-as-you-view 
by yeah, the clubs directly. Now, they really know that if that. they get in at the floor, and this is what I think <clears> with Kudinski <throat> as well, with um, the Czech, you know, I think that they know one day these will be gold mines. And as a lot of people said, it will be about data mining. It will be how many supporters follow a club. But hold up, Sean, and, right, and look at the using population each one of, those. of Saudi Arabia. Look at the population yeah. of Saudi Arabia. So Saudi Arabia now technically owns Newcastle. <laughs> so And they're very loyal to their king. They're, they're yeah, like a, they a, 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 you know, a, a royal, the, the royalist country and leader of the tribe or, or whatever they call them. So uh, royal family, they can do yeah, call them so a royal family, if, if not a tribe. <laughs> he can, you know, if he can convince near enough, you know, eighty percent of Saudi Arabians to support Newcastle now, out uh, of loyalty, imagine that, just that alone. Oh. But it's, it's, they haven't got many. Um, Saudi Arabia is is um, how many how many citizens has it got? I don't know. Not, I think it's a similar amount to what us, is Newcastle. Oh, look. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, it's, it's, got... it's 34 million. 30 all right, million. there you go. So, say 30 million of them are all of a sudden all Geordies. Yeah. That's a lot of shirts they can sell just there. And then 34. you know what happens is mm. the club gets bigger and gets more successful. Then all of a sudden, the Taiwanese and the Cambodians and the Vietnamese <coughs> and the Chinese and all the Far East people that we stuck London on the badge for gone mm. damn well out there um you know uh, th they will start buying the shirts and then you'll have you know the newcastle tours the the, the only funny thing is is what you get is is that while and it will become a contest now so obviously any saudi arabians that were man city fans could now be you know a bit disloyal in it to be a man city fan if you're saudi arabian we've got to switch to newcastle does that yeah. actually make any difference though does that actually turn Not into money Right, I, I don't think it does, though, Sean. I don't think no. it does. I think it's a it's a good point that you're making there, Nigel. But I've having been to Saudi Arabia and I've been to a few of these sort of uh, countries around around the UAE. You know, they're predominantly Liverpool and Man U supporters. These these, these fans, and they're not going to suddenly get blown away by a, a Newcastle shirt and decide to go and support Newcastle. You know, many 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 of the people that I that I would speak to around those areas, they're like. Absolute diehard loyal support. You'd have to wait for the next generation to come along for for them to mm. suddenly switch to Newcastle. They're not going to follow their leaders. You might get a, a small percentage to do that, and it's but a dry are... state as well, isn't it? No, none of this yeah. pubs drinking it. They might no, they Nucci might Brown Alden down in some like gym bar in Mecca or Jeddah or whatever. <laughs> yeah, getting right in trouble. Yeah, yeah. you'll you'll see. Well, I think we should take we should take you over to the Middle East. You know, that's I a fat do one. a bit of business out there. Oh, damn well. you're, you're the least. That's my end like to me. Treat. If, you, if you come away for your hands, I'll be surprised. <laughs> anyway, just moving it back. I assume we've done the game now, Nigel, because you never yeah, finished. Well, no. they did it. I did the game. I can tell you who these players are. If you want to know? Oh yeah, go on. I, yeah, I knew we were in. Go on. It weren't in that group anyway. All so, right, okay. Uh, from left to right. Yeah, you got Keith Robson, yeah. Stuart Slater, yeah. Rufus Brevitt, yeah. uh, Georgie Paris, Stevie yeah. Jones, Alan yeah. Dickens, yeah. Cabby John, yeah. uh, John Moncur, who's Barnet seems to be a bit weird now. Oh, and again, then, Christian. Uh, Martin Allen. There you go. All on five hundred pound mm. a day. Not bad, is it? That's how much they get. The ambassadors, yeah. But that's the lounges do, and the suit because they've all got the same suit on. All the same suit. They have to probably give the suit back. Yeah, they get five hundred quid a day. 
What do you mean get the really? suit back? How are they going to find someone else the size of Stuart Slater to hand out a suit? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I think they have to leave it in the dressing room. Yeah, um, yeah it's good to see them all, all there together. Um, it's good, but, uh, you know, for the for the lounge people, if you're a lounge person, you know me, I'm not, Sean. You like to. If you get freebie, you've been known <laughs> to partake. <laughs> if it's if it's available for free, you will be there. Y- yes. yes. Anyway, uh, let's move on to a little bit of news and a little bit of current affairs. Uh, Suchek um, is obviously a little bit out. Calm down, Nick. Um, <laughs> I've been told uh, by sources close to the player um, that he's going to be sitting down tomorrow with the club looking to redo a deal uh, his new contract he's looking for 100 grand a week don't know if he'll get that um, he was fancied by a few clubs in Germany and uh, a couple of Premier League ones in the summer, talk of up to 50 million, but they've gone a little bit cool on him because his form's dropped. Apparently, he doesn't like playing so defensive. He played a lot more forward. He's not so keen playing defensively. Oh. So his price is imagine, 100 grand a week to stay. Im- Im- imagine performing this bad at your job and then going in and asking for a pay rise. Because <laughs> he's, been, he's been terrible all, all season and he, he's, he's getting yeah. worse. Well, he's, at least not any, he's not in any position. He's not in any now. position to negotiate. Well, agents will though. That's what agents do. Exactly. Agents go in with a starting price, Nick. It's negotiable by the club. It doesn't mean he's going to definitely get a hundred grand. But they're yeah. not going to go in and go, oh, just give us fifty. They're going to go in at the highest amount, and then it's it's, it's business, isn't it? It's buy sell. You know. Yeah. They don't have, they don't have to give him hundred grand. And it's funny how all the links to these clubs, that, you know, Bayern Munich, I have to laugh. Yeah, you know they, exactly. they all come out at the same time a few weeks well, before he's sitting down to a well, deal. You know, well, it's all agent stuff, isn't it? Yeah, you know of course that. it is. But I, I don't see that happening now. Hmm. Um, I was listening to another podcast, um, uh, Price of Football, one of my favourites actually, and, and I've been commuting uh, a little bit lately, so I've actually got a chance to catch up on some of the Kieran Maguire, <coughs> um, and he started talking about the um, Super League last week, and I don't know if you listened to it yet, but. I was really surprised to hear all this talk of the Super League and the Greedy Six, Sneaky Six, whatever you want to call them. They said they were going to do an owner's pledge. This is back in August last year. They still haven't signed one saying they won't break away. They are still shareholders of the Super League. It hasn't been broken up yet. They've done a voluntary donation, but there's been no consequence but this is the bit that really gets me that kieran was talking about you know they're going to increase the the uh champions league from 34 uh, 32 to 36 in 2024 yeah Uh, the big six the greedy six the sneaky six are lobbying that that should be on the europe uefa coefficient and not on position you finish so basically what they're saying is if West Ham in 2024 finished fifth and Man United finished sixth, Man United would get the extra Champions League place because they've got a stronger coefficient. That's just balmy, isn't it? It's just it's crooked. Again, I mean, that is just uh, that is ensuring that if a team like Arsenal qualifies for the Champions League one year, that they will qualify it for the, fo- the, the following year again if they're up against a team who haven't been in the Champions League, which is ridiculous. I mean, if you look at us, 
and our ranking in it for the Europa League, we were unseeded, weren't we? We were way down the list when we came in because our, you know, uh, our record in Europe is negligible for the last X amount of years. Yeah. But surely, if you finish, if you do well enough to finish on merit, high enough in a league to qualify for either of those comp- competitions, you should be qualifying for those competitions. Well, of course, uh, they're arguing it's still sporting yeah. merit, so they made a pledge. It's not though; it's, it's historic merit, it's not, it's not it's, not and they say it's historic. Yeah. Sporting merit, but that, you're just picking hairs, aren't you? Though? Yeah, yeah, utter, utter bullshit. I mean, look, the thing is, the reason they haven't signed these pledges yet is because, let's face it, they weren't punished in the first place for doing what they did. So, where's the fear in just playing hardball and trying to get yeah. their own way again? It's shocking, yeah. But you, you know why they weren't punished, though, didn't you? Well, Go because on. they control everything, no, because in Spain, um, they won a court case actually showing Leaf UEFA had no legal right to do what they did. What did they and do? It, it was public well, outcry. UEFA fined all the clubs. Yeah? And then what happened is um, the Spanish clubs and one of the Italians, I think it was Juve, uh, refused to um, refused to say, we're sorry, this was wrong. And have kept the dream alive. Well, they're still they're all shareholders. I just I told you. yeah, and that's what I'm saying. But what happened is, is obviously the English clubs run for the hills because of the fan outrage, yeah, and they all turn tail rather than face it down. Um, then, but what happened is, is Barcelona, Real Madrid, I think it was Juventus, <coughs> stood against UEFA. There was a court case in Spain against UEFA by the clubs, and they won. That UEFA had no legal right to do what they did. Yeah, and basically, what it meant was is that the fines that the clubs were gonna play didn't need to be paid. So, and that's why there's been no UA for sanction. Yeah, crooked as crooked. Days. Because it is this crooked. is the thing: is hold up. So, if you think football's a business, Sean, these are private businesses. Yeah, they are. they're entitled to go and buy their trade. They want to close shop. Hold up, they, Sean. They don't want it's a anyone private else. Business. Yeah, this is what you wanted. You like football as a business. Yeah, it's a, the, so yeah, but if we were in, hang on, if we were on the right side of this, I wouldn't be arguing, but we're not on the right side of this. No, but plenty of fans of those clubs that were allegedly going for the Super League, plenty of those fans were against it. So it's not necessary. Yeah, no, it's not I, necessarily I'm true. Apart from Tottenham fans, though. Tottenham fans. No, no, I, I, genu- I genuinely, genuinely, that's why I, I don't really have much respect for the Champions League anyway. For, to me, if West Ham finished Champions League, it's fantastic, but it's not we're going to win the, the Open. End all for we're me because win the Champions League is not right? the Champions League, is it? Half John? your clubs in it or more are not champions. Did you not get the memo? We're going to win the Europa League. And no, but well, that's the, fine. The but what I mean is, I'm sorry. The reason why Champions League is being expanded and why it grew from being the the kings, like the league winners, to everything yeah. is is because this fear of the big European clubs pulling away has been mm. on the table for 20, 30 years. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and the only way they can do it is, is by money. Is, and the only way for the money is for more football to be played in the Champions League. Yeah. And you 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 well, for to keep control. It is a bit of the money. Let's that's, that's be honest. And Completely. I was, I, listen, I was sick of all, all, all this. And when this happened with the, the big five plus Spurs tried to break away, 
last year, I was I was I was in the mindset to say, go on in, off you go, just mm. just go away, get on with your European project, leave the rest of us here. We'll we'll you know, I know it's gonna affect you know TV revenue to start with, but give it a few years to let it build up and let a few more teams establish themselves in the top flight. They can go enjoy themselves playing meaningless games against Real Madrid every week. Yeah. Absolutely fine. Um so they should have been punished, to my mind, very, very severely. And what they were given in the end was a token gesture. Yeah. See, as a match attending <clears throat> fan, we would be better off with them going to play in a European Super League and not even being in the Premier League. Yeah, I, I agree. The, the Absolutely. league would be far more would entertaining and, and it would be far more equal and it could be drawn up in such a way that it could be done. But would it undermine the Premier League, though? Would it undermine the value of the Premier League? Well, of course it will. And that's the thing, though. But that's what will make it more even. Well, yeah. the way they wanted to do it would have would have under, undermined the Premier League because they wanted to carry on competing in the Premier League, which would have meant yeah. that the Premier League became a place where they could play their B teams and yeah. they'd focus all their, their A team and their wealth and their best <clears> players <throat> on the place where they, didn't get, they couldn't get relegated. Well, I don't in know the... if they'd have done that because all they were looking to do was just not playing in the Champions League. And that's the thing. All they were looking to do was resign from the Champions League and play yeah, their no. own competition. Yeah. Anyway, it is a West Ham podcast. Let's not give the Greedy Six any more bloody airtime than they already get. Um, five plus Spurs, Sean. Five plus Spurs. Five yeah. plus. Well, do you know what? Four plus Spurs and Arsenal, yeah. the way it goes yeah, well, at the moment. Because I'll give you I'm that. not sure. <laughs> well, did you see Silent Stan actually speaks? I thought yeah, was I know. Quite funny. I, know. I didn't so, heard him speak. Talking but... about money and talking about owners uh there's been a lot of talk about daniel krasinski uh did you see the special report by my good friend jacob steinberg in the uh guardian over the weekend anyone anyone read it didn't read it it was last the guardian i read it no, yeah it was on good. friday or was it was saturday i, I yeah, can't remember last week yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> throat> now jacob knows his stuff you know he knows a lot of people and i know he spoke to the people at pi capital and <clears throat> his claim is they did sit down. They went to, they sat down with um, David Sullivan at his Essex mansion and they put an offer on the table um, on a post-it note of 300 million. Um, he said he wanted to get out, allegedly, of um, West Ham and they were quite, this Nazib was, was quite encouraged. Yeah. Anyway, later on, <clears throat> they were a bit surprised when he suddenly said, you know, no, 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 you're property people. And they put yeah. in a £400 million bid. And at that point, according to Jacob Steinberg, who does know David Sullivan and, and mm. as I say, the people of Pi, he said, no, I've done an exclusive deal with Daniel, you know, the Czech guy, Krasinski. Right. Um, so you're wasting your time. Now, if that's true, it puts a different context on the whole thing. Right. And he talks about, you know, he's got to put and hold on company's house to say he can buy the shares and a set price. He bought 150 million, 27%, as you know, he can buy at the same price for the rest of David Sutherland's shares, but so can David Gold. So can uh, Trip Smith. So can Terry Brown for that. Any existing shareholders can buy at that price. However, he does leave it open and a few others written. A lot of people are questioning and we go back to an investment, you know, Daniel Krasinski has owned uh, Sparta Prague, 40% of Sparta Prague since 2004. He's never increased it. Is he really? Everyone's waiting for him 
to take over in 2023. I'm not convinced he will. And he's, he's waiting to see what his investment may be. This is what he does. He buys minority investments. A lot of fans were saying, why did he not throw money at the January? My understanding is, and I've said it on this podcast before, but just to repeat it for everyone else, he did offer to loan money um, at, and I can't remember, I think it was at 6% um, or 4%. I can't remember rightly. I have to read my notes. Um, to be basically a banker for January and for summer. Um, but he's not doing this for free. He's not doing this for vanity. He's no. not doing this. He's doing this for a return. That's why. That's why he's called the the the, the uh, Sphinx, the uh, the Czech Sphinx. So if anyone thinks he's come over to take over and be a, a Abramovich, yeah. or he, that's not him. That's not our guy. He's 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 an investor. He's he's there to make money. Famous for timing his investments very very uh, very very well, getting in at the right time. Made a lot of money through Royal Mail, uh, through Sainsbury's, um, French supermarkets, um, American Macy's. You know, he's done whatever he's touched. As you say, Gary, he's bought at the right time and the value of his holding increases. Well, in hindsight, it's great to, um, it's easy to say the pandemic, um, you know, you better, it's good to invest in Royal Mail or the post office. Yeah. Um, Easy to say that now, but he saw it, he saw it coming and um, made a huge return, didn't he? And, and, and and Sainsbury's, I mean, who would would have imagined that supermarkets would do well out of the pandemic? I mean, come on. I know, I know. But, but But at the same time. Uh, football's a different beast, isn't it? And and he's made an investment in a, in a football team in the Premier League. They are, you know, they, they they swallow money. The only way that he can maintain that investment is through putting money into the team. Because if you don't do that, football clubs they have to constantly. You, 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 I don't think you can maintain Premier League status without um, being being brave. Um, and, and why wouldn't you want to grow it? Why wouldn't you want to sort of push it to the Champions League? Because then then you're just increasing the value. You're increasing your asset. So. I know well, that, but but now the problem is, and I, look, I do think money wasn't made available, but he's got twenty seven percent, so it's now a committee. So anything over two million now has to go to a committee. You know, yeah. with um, Gold with his what lot, and you know Smith Trip Smith with his lot, and Gold with his bit, and then you know Brown and the Harris family with their bit. Um, it's not as easy that it's not just him just bunging in money, and that's why I no, think no, no. he has offered to borrow money. He's offered to be the banker and said, "Look, instead of going to Michael Dell, I'll offer you the money. I'll lend you money, but I wouldn't return on it because it's going to come from one of my companies. So it will, instead of coming from you know Golden Sullivan, and it did in 2011 to 2014, it will come from you know his Czech companies." Yeah, but yeah, you don't you, you you don't get many owners these days, or in general overall, really, just throw money at something without looking for a return. Most are investors. Yeah. You know, you've got your Abramoviches, Jack Walker in the past, uh, Whelan at Wigan. They threw money at the clubs that they were in yeah. charge of yeah. and are still. But most ninety percent of clubs, are, you know, they're run by investors, people looking to turn a profit. Well, I think you're right, but I'm not sure West Ham fans, most West Ham fans, appreciate that, and they're already going, well, why did he not? You know, spend hundred million in in January. 
You know, we've got a new billionaire. Why I thought that was because David Moyes didn't want to spend it. Sean. Well, that is true. That is. Right. I'm glad you're reading the agenda. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you read the briefing <laughs> notes. Read, I I read the briefing notes you sent me, and it's like, they, can we get on board? I don't well, know. Well, uh, David Moyes read the same briefing notes well, because uh, he said the same in his own yeah. propaganda um, interview. There you go. Yeah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> last thing, and it's a sad one. Um, I, I don't know. I was. How do you pronounce Joe? I always call him Beecham. Beecham. Joey Beecham. Joey Beecham. Like the powder. Beecham powder. Joey Beecham. Very sad. And and, and I, you know, I think we all really, we all remember Joey Beecham as the person who never really signed for us. And we remember what he did. No. Well, he did sign for us. He never played for us competitively. You know, he he signed for a million quid. Um, Carrie tells it he got homesick. Um, Billy Bond says that he, he was he was weak, um, and you know helped his demise. Um, but I, I, I looked back after you know his very untimely and early death was announced last week on the weekend, just age fifty, and found he did a few interviews and said, "Well, look, <clears throat> I was told this, and I never knew this, and maybe you did, or probably Nigel does. I didn't know this." Um, Robert Maxwell owned Oxford, which mm-hmm. I think I knew at the time. The scandal had come out that he was a fraudster. And he was told, look, if you do not sign for West Ham, Oxford United will go out of business. Yeah. You know, we, we will, you need to take one for the team. Apparently, mm-hmm. he said, didn't want to go to West Ham. He was happy at Oxford. He didn't ask for the move, but he was told that the club would cease to exist unless he took this deal. He said, mm-hmm. he then travelled to from his home in Oxford, right, to Heathrow, not knowing where East London is, and signed the contract. It was only 45 minutes. He thought, well, it wasn't too bad. He didn't understand where East London, he just just signed a contract. He said, someone from the club told me I could travel from Oxford every day. He said, so I used my signing on bonus and I bought a house in Oxford. And on day one, I know Harry Harry Redknapp says he was crying, but he realised the traffic was not, and they said, well, you're just going to have to move to London. And he said, I don't want to move to London. I'm a family man. I'm a, you know, and and the rest is history. You know, 58 days later, he was sold to um, Swindon, who were the rivals, obviously, of Oxford for 800,000 with a part exchange. And for Adrian Uh, Whitbread. Adrian Whitbread, yeah. yeah. And and then 14 months later, he was sold back to Oxford for 75,000. Um, it just seems a very sad tale, and I think we've got the wrong impression of Joey, or I did, um, up to when I did my, my research for the article I wrote for his obituary. We don't know how he died, but obviously it was very sudden. He had a history of mental health that he talked about openly. His mm. demons with drink, yeah. with depression. Uh, he had talked that you know he was in very dark places before. And, and contemplated suicide, but we don't know. We can't speculate because no one said anything. His family or etc. hasn't. But it's just very sad, and I think it highlights the whole thing around mental health again. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, the one thing you, you've missed there, go on, is that it indirectly led to Billy Bonds leaving. Yeah, he 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 was very bitter. He did say that um, Billy Bonds said he thought that, that led to his. Yeah. With, he's played, resigning because he's. It, play, it played a part. It, 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 the part of what the the, the Bochum meltdown and everything because he was the big on signing. 
Mm. And he was a fantastic player for Oxford. Yeah. And I, I think he's they're voted by the fans as their greatest ever player. Yeah. I so didn't he, know, but after he, fin- he he had a toe injury, and I did a bit of research, yeah. he then became tough. a professional gambler and was yes. earning 200 grand a year. He owned Greyhounds, becoming a yeah. professional gambler. That went uh, pear-shaped. And, and <clears> when he did his interview in 2019 with Sky... Uh, and he talked about his demons. He was working in a bookmaker's, which yeah. um, well, very sad, very sad mm-hmm. indeed. This, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I'm, I knew some people at the club back then, and um, it, yeah, it was one of them. I think he got hung out to job, uh, hung out to dry by the club. He I said he regretted really... it. He said, you know, on hindsight, maybe I should have moved to London and I should have tried to see if I could make it in the Premier League. Because um, it was the early days of the Premier League where a million pounds a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. It, and the thing is, it's, it's the story of a small town boy, but being happy to want to play for the club that he grew up supporting. Yeah, yeah. And you, you are right that it, it came about because... Um, Maxwell had, had, had finally, you know, did what he did on, the, on that boat. Went for a swim. Off, went for a swim. And Mossad. Oxford Football Club was then started to implode. You know, and he... he we he, don't know. He could have, you know, maybe that was... Maybe he, Who knows? Maybe he had mental health problems back then. Uh, you don't know, do you? Um, well, no, but I think what it is, and I don't, I'm not saying it, but I think if he'd have stayed at Oxford all his career, I mean, it was a strange move selling them to Swindon because Swindon and Oxford are big, yeah, big rivals, big rivals. But they were the only ones who offered the money, yeah, so he said. And, and, and this was a problem. So he didn't want to, he didn't want to leave Oxford. He left Oxford. He's come to West Ham. He's now realised that. You know, back then the journey would have been a good two odd hours because of the yeah. traffic in rush hour, and he's realised that that that's going to cause him a problem. I think there was offers from Martin Allen about meeting him. Um, Martin Allen lived round that way, like Buckinghamshire, that he could have he could have met Martin Allen and come in. Yeah, um, but <clears throat> he, he seemed to resist all help. You know, the, the well, demons got hold of him, and he seemed to resist all help that the club were trying to smooth his way. And I think this is where Bonds lost his rag with him. Yeah. In that, you know, it, they've realised there's a problem here, and everything the club did, he came up with a reason why not to do it, and to the point that, you know. Yeah. Well, I I, I hope if if it does turn out the rumours are true and he has taken his own life, I do hope it brings a spotlight that that this will bring a spotlight on mental health. And, you know, he, yeah. he talked about that he he reached out to Sporting Chance in yes. 2019. Tony Adams. Is, um, yeah. yeah. Um, and they, they helped him a lot. And he was finally at peace with his career in football and life. Maybe it hasn't turned out that way. Something else has happened. We don't know. But, you know, I think if there's something good to come out of this, it's got to be a highlight of mental health in, in, in football because it's one of those things not spoken yeah. about. There's a lot of it about, isn't there? And the, the pressure's immense for these uh, these young kids. And when you look at the support that's available nowadays compared to probably the lack of support that was available when he moved to West Ham, hmm. yeah, it was very much a sink or swim uh, experience, I would have, uh, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame that he wasn't given the help he, he sounds like he needed when he needed it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think even if you look at somebody like, I mean, it's not depression. It's not, it probably is a little bit of mental health, but it's also addiction. But if you look at somebody like Paul Merson, you know, when you watch him on Soccer Saturday and all those programs, he looks like he's not got a care in the world. But when you read his book and when you watch his documentary, you realize that those demons are always there. Yeah. And yeah. I think that, you know, we have to remember, you know, I don't want to go too deep, but as much as they're players and as much as we can, you know, give them stick and all that, we have to remember they're human beings yeah. as well. Who was it, you the know? person who had a problem with gambling debts and had to move away? Was that Rhea Coker? Uh, uh, well, Matt, Matt U. Everington. Matt, Matt Everington. Yeah. yeah, Matt Everington. Yeah. Sorry, Rhea Coker. It's, it's not. Name. It's not. It's not just professional footballers either, is it? It's, it's kind no. of um, you know, like when you get you get kids that almost make it, kids that get relation academies and stuff, and they don't get looked after well enough. And yeah. yeah. I was list- I was listening on Talksport on the way to the game the other day, and apparently Crystal Palace have got a um uh, a new a new thing in place now where they provide they provide support for kids that have been, you know, because these kids are in academies, you know, from, from the oh, age they, of six. They, did. they get Brutal, dumped. I know whatever. so many. They get dumped and, and, they, and they support them for three years and they get them into education now and, and they, they basically let them know that, you know, once once it's all over with football, that it's, your life isn't over sort of thing, which I think is really important. Yeah. Well, funny story. The one of the uh, in, in season one of this podcast 11 years ago, we used to have a, a presenter who's actually a Chelsea supporter called Reese Jones and he played for Wales under 21 and he played for Fulham and then he played for AFC Wimbledon and you know he was told he was you know he was scouted by um um uh, Alex Ferguson and you know he was convinced he was going to get professional and literally he, he was weeks away from being 17 and he he, uh, he got dumped by Fulham um <clears throat> And you know he, he used to play football with, you know, uh, you know all Jack the Collison. well Jack Collison and um, what's his name? Um, who's the other um, Welsh important person in in the team at the time? <laughs> I'm trying to remember now. Come on! No, no, I'm I'm enjoying you sort of sinking. Um, you keep thinking. And that. anyway, Reese um, then went to AFC Wimbledon. Right, he helped them get promoted into the league. And as soon as they got promoted to the league, he was dropped again. Come and then in. he then he moved to Aldershot, and then he moved to Farnham, and you know Farnborough rather. And he was going lower and lower down. In the end, he just said, "Do you know what? I'm not going to make it uh, as a footballer." And he decided to become a um, a PE teacher instead. And and that's what he does at a private school to this day. You know, teaching the kids playing football, but but didn't make it. How many Reese Jones are there? out there hundreds if not thousands they were all told yeah. you're going to be the one you're going to play in the world cup you're going to play in the premier league and you know it's it's such a hard thing I to think, do so it's a small fraction i think what nick said though i think clubs are more aware of it now as we know i mean my son's at Leighton orient academy and even a, a league two club they already have conversations with my son oh he's, do they he's, he's, he's not even 11 yeah they have like they have like a monthly catch up with all the boys and see if they're all right so i think you know, I think generally clubs are more. Is he going to make more, it? More, more Is he going to make it? <laughs> Who knows? Probably Come not. Come on, you're not. A, you're his father. Of course, you're going to say yeah, yeah. Is he going to nah. play for West Ham one day? Nah, he wants to play for a big. What's his club name? West What's his first name? <laughs> Freddie. Freddie. Right, you heard it here first. When Freddie, what, what no, was his last name play? then, Sean? Well, <laughs> well, what Freddie we got to look out for? We got his first name. What's his last name? Yeah, what is his last name? Well, I, thought I was waiting for you. It's the way you went. What's his first name? Like <laughs> right. you knew what his last name was. Freddie Sears. 
Freddie Sears. <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's, it's surprising how much they do from a very young age now. These clubs, it is very it surprises me because you know what, is he a striker? He's great. No, he's a bit. He's a bit like a Craig Dawson type player. All right. Well, yeah. a centre back moment, he's scoring goals. goals. <laughs> yeah, centre back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Any other any other current affairs or business before we move on to question time? Assuming that you put a question up, of course. I did put a question up. Uh, I've been working on something. Gordon, then. So I've been working, working on... I, one thing, if, you was gonna, if you're going to work out who is West Ham's greatest manager yeah. without oh. an argument, so and do it off of stats, Ooh. what is the stats that you would... How do you... And this is the dilemma Pamper I've got. point, pamper point. So I've, I've, I've worked out every... And this is every um, manager that's managed in top flight. Yeah. So, in fact, there's only two managers in West Ham's history that's not managed uh, a season in top flight football. So, um, I've been spending hours on this. And the thing is, so I've got all the stats, but now I've got you to come up stats. with a formula. Yeah. yeah. Points yeah. per so game. Points per game. Points but per it, game, win ratio. You've got to use a number of different. Yes, yeah, no, but this really... is the thing. So, how do you allocate though a point scoring? So, I, I can tell you who, who like points per game for every manager in top flight football. I've, I've separated so, it as well. So, into two points per game and three points per game. So, John Lyle gets two, um, two sort of slots. He gets one slot for his two points per game. And then one slots three, uh, three points per game. Just um, to make it really complicated, how much they spent to earn what point? So, you know, how much they bought on the transfer market translated to points, but index linked back minus oh what the market works to yeah. be relative to the time it did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, God. I thought I thought you'd just go for goals, Nigel. Well, no, goals that is one. Uh, and this is the thing. I've, 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 I've done that. But what I'm so what I'm looking at is is whether do I it's, do I say some like it's like 15 managers that have managed West Ham in the top flight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So should I start of uh, and and award 15 points for the best in each category, and then one point for the lowest in each category, and then. But then, how do you allocate points for trophies? Because only two managers have ever won a trophy. Well, well, let's ask Andrew to come up with it. We'll talk about this next week. If you've got no, oh, this idea, is what I'm asking. I don't. I, 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 I you know. I'm not asking the listeners. Yeah. All eight I, of them. But what do you? What do you? How do you? Do you, you know? Do I allocate points? Extra points I, for winning trophies? You've got to. You've got to do that, and you've yeah. got to. Yeah. I, I think. I think you should. You should allocate points not only for winning trophies, but getting to semi-finals, getting to maybe quarter-final. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you've got to do that because that's all an achievement. Getting to a quarter-final, a semi-final, getting to a final, even if you lose, like Lyle got to. You know, you the league that cup points final. then for being relegated. You Ooh. should. Yeah. You should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because yeah. there's a, failure, a certain but... manager yeah. that relegated us twice. Yeah, I know. Can I, I give you some business advice? Right. No. We use this in in company. If you make the formula complicated enough yeah. that no one understands it, yeah. it won't matter. Right. <laughs> so ninety nine percent of all statistics are made up. Make it really complicated that no one can follow it and choose who you think. Yeah, but is the, the top idea manager. is. Uh, no, but I don't want it. I don't want it to be my choice. I want it to be 
And then they say, yeah, but don't tell people how sausages are made. You decide who no, the best manager it is, is it's all and this. make a formula to fit it. That's I mean, where do you think business. David Moyes fits in in all this? Well, he's, he's got to be high, isn't he? He's, he's, he's very high, high. But he's not the top, is he? You know? Mm, Let's I be don't honest, know. John Lyle's going to come out at number one in yours. I don't think David Moyes is far off the top, though. But David, you know, John Lyle's going to be at the top of Nigel's. Whatever formula he works out, no, you're not going to have... I don't think he can. Really? Yeah. I don't think he can. He'll be in the top, but, you know, and that's what I'm saying. So, and the well, thing is, the more, then, the more I, I research, the more I find... Well, who do I award the 1975 Cup final to? Oh, yeah, I think yeah. you just now John Lowell led the team really out, complicated. but he was only the coach. He didn't become yeah. full team manager until the year after. No. I'll yeah. tell you, imagine, imagine trying to do this for Watford. Yeah, I'd love this. They've had 15 <laughs> managers in 10 years. We've, you know, the, uh, all right, I'll, I'll give you the one stat. What do you think West Ham's average Premier League? Um, finishing places average. Oh, can we all get into the 16th? Full, full 20, team, 22nd. I'm gonna say 13th. I'll say 14th, right? So I'm gonna ignore Sean because he's a fucking twat and never does anything serious. <laughs> I, I, I assumed no. you meant top flight, so no, yeah, all right. Do so listen to the word Premier League, the average Premier League. Finish 27 well, seasons, or this I'm is gonna, the 27th I'm season. I'm gonna go for 12th. All right, the, the average finishing place is 13th. Yeah. Oh my Ooh. god, there you go. Right. So, how many games? So, I've done do you want to hear what an average so an average West Ham season looks like? Quickly, go before on. we so played 38 games, yeah, we would win 13, we would draw 10, and we would lose 16. We'd score 47 goals. We would concede 55. And that would, on average, give us a points of 48. Anyway, we'll let, we'll let, we'll let our listeners write to you personally. Um, I still think make it really... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Complicate and then choose whoever you want, you know? But what, what, how does that link, though? Because what I'm trying to say is, so that's your average. So where does that leave David Moyes? I don't know. And I don't oh. care. He's above average. Exactly. I've seen more wins under Moyes than any other manager, probably, in my time sporting yeah. West Ham. What you have reminded me, Nigel, we're having a little competition, right? We've decided one one listener wrote to us and said, I'm a graphic designer, I could redo your logo. And we and Nigel said, Oh, that's an idea. Why don't we uh, hold a competition? So if you're a think you're a bit of an artist, an artiste, uh, we think our more than just a podcast. Uh, for our Twitter, uh, you know, so it needs to be a, a sort of a one that will fit in Twitter, is is a bit old and tired, and the one we put on the podcast logo, so it needs to be a sort of square or a oblong, etc. Uh, send not it to round us. then. What it can't be round. Not round. No. Not round. No, a shield or a you know something. Oh, right. The Twitter thing's side. round. The little. It is. It is. So oh. something that fit into it. It could be oh. round. Let's not, oh, so it could be round. Or it's not set real rigid formula or or, or it. You know, send no. us what you like. No. Anyway, Christ's sake, uh, it's time for this. Jesus, we're 81 minutes in and we haven't even started question time. Um, when you invite them on. This is where <laughs> Nigel talks about stuff and and then goes completely off topic. Uh, with you three on, you're probably going to go even more off topic and we never actually answer the questions. Nigel. <laughs> uh, you're going to have to bear with me because I've got a new phone. Oh, here we go. You've got Ooh. a new phone. What, you've yeah. upgraded your Nokia? I've got an iPhone 11 now. Whoa! I know. Show Welcome off. Apple. Welcome. It, um, Came out No, I had years Apple ago. before. I've always had Apple, but I've just gone from Apple iPhone 8 to an iPhone 11, and I hate it. It's true, actually. Yeah. The 13's out now, isn't it? I've got a 12. Yeah, yeah. I know. It, it, it Will takes they ever a while. stop? Yeah. Well, I, that's because what I do is I buy the phone off my daughter. So she's uh, got... You buy it? What? Yeah. She's she's a chip off the old block, my girl. I'll tell you what, but I drive an our bargain. <laughs> right, it was released in 2019, so you're three years behind. I find, yeah, that's all right. That yeah. do me. I've got a free car with it as well, but I won't, I'll go into that separately. <laughs> free car? Yeah, I'll tell you the story later. <laughs> what have you done? Just while she's we not that much of a chip off the old block. What have you done? Well, she... with your, what have you done with your pie and mash doll? Well, that sold it, wasn't it? Oh, you did sell it. Who bought yeah. it? Uh, a band. All right. And and, and where's he? Uh... I don't know. Oh, you don't know where he's plying his no. trade anymore. Okay. No. So I'm having to do this off of an iPhone uh, 11, 2019. No, I can't get Facebook on the on the iPhone to work. Normally, I do it. So I've got to try and do oh, it off God my laptop. God help us. Yeah, I know. And it don't. It keeps going into this business. Suite. I hope you've had your dinner, boys. Could yeah. be a while, couldn't it? <laughs> right, here we go, here we go. I'm in, people, I'm in, I'm in. Uh, here we go. Nothing like preparation is there, you know? Uh, this is nothing like preparation. It would, never happen, it would never happen if Lem was on. Oh, it moves no, a lot more smoother. Yeah, it does. He's, he's the wheels, right. the, the ointment, no, the oil that keeps us together. No, that's not uh, right, is it? Nicholas Harvey. Oh. 
says, uh, oh, sorry. So recording tonight, so get your questions in. I put, there's no Len, George or John. It's a Claret and Booze takeover as we yes. are joined by Ronnie and Reggie Killington and John <laughs> to go through the Geordie game and other news from the week. 22 comments. So, because I did wait. I didn't put it oh, out good, straight away. So you, I know you sort of moan now. Hey, uh, gentlemen, says uh, Nicholas Harvey from Yorkshire. <laughs> he says, well, at least... Moyes uh, agreed that that was as bad as we've played all season. Not much to say, but too many players off the game, with the exceptions being Dawson and Zuma. Uh, Nicholas says he'll prioritise FA Cup and Europa League at the expense of Premier League. Now, as it's clear, we don't have the depth for squad to challenge in all three fronts. Uh, and will everyone stop saying we should have signed a striker in January? We didn't. And there's nouts. Aye, we can do about it till <laughs> summer. He has got a question for you guys. Um, is now the right time to be offering Suchek a new improvement? I'm going to put this question to Nick. Is now the right time to be offering Suchek a new improved contract? Uh, no, it's not the right time at all. Um, I can't even... Well, look, we know the, we know the way football works. Um, as you just said, but in any other walk of life, it's it's performance based. Performance based, isn't it? If you are, if you're asking for a pay rise, and for me, no, especially with that sort of money as well, a hundred grand. Um, I, I don't. He's asked for that. He won't get that. Come on. I, I, well, no. Well, 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 clearly he won't get that. But for me as well, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, so, so those rumours, Sean, that you spoke about about him, you know, potentially being uh, moving on to Germany. Yeah. Um, is that is that is that is that still a rumor, or has that gone no, away no, now? No, I think it's it, it. There's less interest talking to a particular Don't disappoint agent. Nick. Oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. Um, that um, they've not been uh, their their interest has cooled down somewhat due yeah. to his recent form. Yeah, look, look. At the end of the day, uh, I, I have been harsh on Suchek this year. He's not. He, he's been Oof. terrible. I've never. I've never been the biggest fan of Suchek's, but I will accept that this Do you year. Do like Czech people? You. Yeah, but 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 for for whatever reason, he's been he's been more more shit than usual. To be honest, yeah. yeah but to be honest, he right, Nick, you, you, Nick, <laughs> when we first started doing claret and booze, and we're doing the squad predictor, you labelled him the Czech Perlo. You've had it yeah, since day yeah, yeah. one, haven't you? Uh, I know, I know. I, I just think I just, I just I just think he kind of sort of lacks. Technical ability, to be honest. But hang on a minute, yeah. hang on a minute. When he played a little bit more forward, the potato, oh, no. everybody was calling oh, no. the potato no. salad king when no. he was knocking in goals. Left, right knocking in goals center. from set pieces. Well, why don't we put Dawson up front? He's got a few from set pieces, you know. Oh, you really do have it in for him, don't you? <laughs> you know what? The problem The problem is you're on a podcast because Nick Nick does a fantastic visual impression of Sujic. I'm, I'm but you, you can't do it on a podcast because you can't <laughs> see him, but he's absolutely brilliant. I do get this. There's some people who don't like Benny. There's people who don't like Yarmolenko. And, it, it, you know, he could score a hat like trick. People don't like you, Sean, 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 do you know what my main problem is? And do you know where it, 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 you can't hate Sutra? He's, it, you can't physically hate him. He's a nice him. guy. He's a, he's a lovely guy. But do you know what irritates me? Cool. It's the fans this season that have been blaming he's dipping form on Declan Rice. That pisses me off. Well, he's yeah, not, he's not, not happy. Place, he's not happy. That's David Moyes' decision yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, further back. But, but, and... that, but that irritates me when you've got these people. But that it's are true. Delu- no, but they're deluded about the way that they see Suchek as a player because he's not, for a start, he's not an attacking midfielder. No, he no, can't I pass the ball. He can't pass the ball. He's not well, an attacking midfielder. That's a bit midfielder. harsh. 
I can't pass the ball. Suchek can pass the ball. No, but 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 what what I'm saying is he's 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 best attributes when he's when he's on top of his game. He's a destroyer. It's off the yeah. ball. He kind of he's he's a, he's a good blocker. He's he's a you know he's good with aerial duels and stuff like that. Now I th- I think we've had this sort of debate with uh, about Rice and Suchek, and I think it was um, Stelios said, well, any other team if Declan Rice goes to Man Ooh. City, he's he's going to be a holding midfielder. Oh. If he's next to Kevin De Bruyne, and I said, well, yeah, if he's next to Kevin De Bruyne. But he's, he's next to Suchek. Now, now we've been reliant this year. A lot of our... For instance, you know when Lingard came in I was in with you season? right up until you said Stelios, because Stelios yeah, doesn't no, know no. anything. You but, lost but, me there. But, but, but Lingard, <laughs> but Lingard last season, why he was so good when he came in was because he can pick up the ball and he can drive with it. And that's what he did. We started attacking in a different way and we was really exciting. And what's happened this season, because we've lost Lingard, Deck has had to do that because we've got nobody else in the middle of the pitch that can carry that ball up the pitch. Suchik couldn't do it if he wanted to, and that's not a criticism of him. It's not. It's not his game. But then you get these people that start screaming, you know, stop going forward, Rice, stop going forward, Rice. And I think he's been integral to how many. This this is the most goals that we've scored in a uh, in a Premier League season up to this yeah. point. Yeah. And and that's and a lot of that has come has come from Rice, in my opinion. In the way that he drives us forward, so that's my thoughts on it. Anyway, quick, so quick. no, Nigel, move us on because otherwise we, we'll, you'll be the Suchek show if, if you don't move. He don't, he, don't des- he don't deserve a pay rise. No, if you start him off what, on Suchek, he'll go on. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't really give that. Nick, you got no Suchek questions, Nigel. That was question one. Uh, uh, <laughs> the, only, the only thing I will say is, I think people should get off Suchek's back because he is playing deeper. And should accept the fact that he's not—he's he's playing a different role now, and that his yeah. job isn't there not to score goals or to chip in with goals. So actually, the goal scoring bit—we're being let down. If Declan Rice could score a few more goals, I think we'd all be a bit happier. But that anyway, true. That is true. Uh, next up is the mighty ward of Frenchman <laughs> from Guernsey. It's Mr. Ian Wiley. Uh, bonjour, he says. The mighty war here. A uh, quick question. He says, with Antonio's dipping form, should Moyes try bowing up front as he does seem to know where the goal is and no. maybe give Vlasic a few games on the right side? We need our mojo back. Got to try something. And he says, hello to this week's guest editions too. Hello. There you go. Bonjour. How, how about, how hello. about, right, hello. How about... Um, trying Vlasic. There was this uh, this quote from Rice that I read yesterday, where Rice said that um, Vlasic was in the top three in terms of physically strong players that he's played with. I don't know who the top two were, um, and he and and there's kind of a rumor going around that if he's got that physical presence, apparently he's got a blinding shot on him as well. He scored a lot of goals in in the Russian league. I know it's a Russian league. Um, but could we do any worse than to, you know, when we've got to take Antonio off to give Vlasic a little chance up there? Yarmolenko? Well, Yarmolenko oh, no. as well. But Yarmolenko, the only place he should be playing, if he plays at all, is up front, is the striker yeah, role. too right. Yeah. I keep on saying that. You know he where we be... need Yarmolenko? Go on. On the plane somewhere. Well, yeah, on the plane to the front line with his shooting. <laughs> what, yeah. what, to Ukraine? Yeah. With his shooting. <laughs> I think I think the only thing with these player quotes is they're not going to say someone's shit, are they? I said that exactly. What you, <laughs> you reckon there, there was there was a hidden message there? <laughs> 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 
Sorry. Yeah, he's really strong. Cutting yeah. it a fucking barn door, but he's really strong. Perhaps what he's saying is he's, he's, he's strengthened shot is how far he gets it over the bar and, Maybe, and the field. Yeah. You know, like over like in the old days over Wanstead Flats or on the marshes, where if yeah. you kicked it over the bar and used the poor keeper, you had to run <laughs> yeah. after the ball and it just yeah. kept going and going. And there was bound to be some ditch somewhere that it's rolled down like half a football pitch away. You know, perhaps that's Vlasic, he's that Sunday morning footballer who can't, you know, he's got he, the hardest he, shot he on him. but it might take it a while, right. like Bowen, to come good. You yeah. said this before. No, I do, sometimes yeah. Sometimes take I, a I, season. I'm going to repeat back to you. Sometimes it takes a season to get yes. into the Premier League. I wouldn't so get rid of him. I'd keep him and play him next season as well. And then yeah. one, if you if like if come this time next season, he's still playing the same way. Then Moyes has done. Well, what's going wrong money. with Antonio? We're worried about his hamstrings uh, made of cheese. Is it is it Jamaica or no? He's knackered. He's, he's knackered. knackered. Yeah. Yeah. And the problem is 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 that he's been hung out to dry. I've said this for the last couple of months, and I'm not defending his touch and his you know, his lack of goals and all that. But it all comes down to one thing. He cannot get a rest. And Moyes well, seems to almost... His, his hamstrings want... used to go and give him a rest, of course. But yeah, no. but he's never but he's, yeah, but he's never played this many games in a season for yeah. us, I don't think, already. Yeah, no, and, think and people say you shouldn't be going to Jamaica. I think that's a nonsense. If someone wants mm. to play international football, why should they be held back yeah, because of Jamaica. our lack of activity? Yeah, but so what? It's his country, isn't it? It's, it's what the, I think he's well, he would have played for England. Hang on, his country's England. If he if he could have got no. a gig for England, he would have played for England. Yeah, of course. He but then, he was on the, he was yeah, on the bench of course. and he didn't get he didn't get put. If he'd have come off the bench for for two minutes, he never would have had the option of playing for Jamaica. No, he they would have come to the pitch that time. He, yeah, listen, Diego... he plays with Declan Rice, who sang "Long Live the Republic of Ireland." Yeah, you know, don't get started <laughs> on that. for a load of times, and <laughs> we all know how that's gone. So, well, we all know Diego... how that's going to go as well, don't we? Yeah. Anyway, Next up, it's our favourite Back to the Seventies listener. You got to see his photo to believe it. It's Jason Backhouse. Uh, evening, gents. Uh, Dawson has had another outstanding game. What's been our best and cheapest buys over the years? Oh, mate. Gal, go on. Best buy. Best Cheap, cheapest best buys over the years. Well, yeah. value uh, for money. Oh, bloody hell. This is, a, this, is, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. I think you're going to need to come back to me. But Dawson is the best one. <laughs> it, I can't think of anyone better value for money Sacco than Dawson. Was. Wasn't Sacco like three million and he was knocking them in before? Obviously, it ended in tears, but Sacco was a good... Um, How much guy. was Sacco? It was like 3.6 million. Yeah. He bought him yeah. for next to nothing. Oh, that's, that's good value. Yeah, well, go, I, to, I, go, I, go around the others. But I know, I know it was only one season uh, and it's going to be an unpopular one, but 12.5 million for Dimitri Pyatt. Yeah. That's I great mean, value for money. Yeah, good call. Uh, was unreal, wasn't it? I don't know actually mm. if that if if that equates to quite um, being a bargain. Young like signing, double like our money on him though. Like signing Messi for a season though, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, I. But you still pay twelve million yeah, for a minute. It's, it's big I've got money. One. I've got one. Go on, De Canio to West Ham for one and a half million. Yeah, that's a good one. That's mm. brilliant. I think the Dawson yeah. deal's got the Dawson deal's got to be up there as well, isn't it? Well, one and a half million when we signed Decanio is probably about five million these days, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've got a Anderson for thirty-four million and Alaire for forty-five million's got to be right up there as well. 
Great value for money. Great value for money. <laughs> I mean, it don't beat Alan Devonshire for five grand. No, 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 it doesn't. That's um, the index linked, remember? Or Billy, well, yeah, but five grand. Index linked five grand or 1977, Sean. How much did, did we play Rochdale for Alan Taylor? Uh, I don't know if that was 55 grand or. Something. I was quite pricey then. He was quite pricey. I, well, not for 1970. What did we sign him? January 75, we signed him. Yeah. So, um, I'll just have a look. You know, that's got me thinking now. How much did we buy Denver Bar from? I'm trying to think. Was well, he, he was alone, wasn't he? I he was alone, was he? He was alone. I thought we ever bought alone. him, yeah. Well, yeah. was he a six-month signing? I can't remember. 40 grand, Alan Taylor. Bargain, that How much did we buy Tevez for? There was a bargain there. <laughs> <laughs> we had a few bargains because we've always shopped in the bargain basement, really, haven't we? What's the total price of Tevez when you factor in the, the money we gave Sheffield United? Well, you've got to factor <laughs> what it costs, uh, what we saved by staying up Not as well. Though, oh, true, yeah, true. There is that. Yeah. So we, we probably well, still did all right out of it. Technically, we loaned him. Yeah, we never um, owned him, did we? When yeah. we signed him. Liverpool yeah, got away with yeah. that afterwards. Or, yeah. Well, they or, didn't sorry. get away with it. And this is the thing. They didn't get away with it. They were a bit clever with the wording of the contract. Um, and the, I mean, the fine was <clears throat> $25 million to Sheffield United. Yeah. Then you got... Fa- do you factor no, in no, the no, legal no. fees? No, hang on. It was £5 million fine... And twenty-five million pounds. Yeah, so I've got that. Do you factor in the legal fees? Yeah, of course you do. Total cost you of ownership. A few million there. Then you got the fi- oh, yeah, it was like the five million fine in I the. I still April. think it's. I still think staying up is worth more. Um, I mean, you could split that fine across of Carlos Tevez and Mascherano. Yeah, so you could dilute yeah. it by saying it was for both of them. Yeah, still yeah. a bargain. I'm not sure it was Sean, uh, actually. I think Miklosko, when you think yeah. of the longevity he had at the club, Miklosko, you know, I don't know what we paid for him, but I know it was peanuts back in 89, 90, whenever it was. And he had he had a good, what, eight, nine, ten years at the club, probably, I think, overall. Yeah. So I think he was a fantastic seven, servant. Or eight. Yeah, seven, eight, nine years, but, something like that. I know he went to QPR at the end, but he was definitely a bargain, absolute bargain. Makari made some great signings, even, you know, in the little time he was there. He did. He didn't yeah. sign a bad player. Yeah. No. Have you have you heard Nigel's interview with uh, Lou Macari? No, I haven't heard it. Oh, he, he was on this podcast and Nigel interviewed him. It's, I'll, uh, have to, I'll have to have a listen. It's on I'll the back catalogue. So I'll have to have a look. I'll send you that. It's, uh, yeah, it was quite good. He was a lovely bloke, Lou, to, um, to talk to. And it changed my... It, it, no, I don't know about change the opinion of him because the thing in my the reason why I interviewed him was because I always thought who's the worst West Ham manager and people always used to go before Avram gone <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's get this right we all know who the worst is yeah so yeah. and people go Makari but then you think did he get a bum deal Makari yeah. yeah yeah and when yeah. you listen to him and you think you know long ball and then you watch back the video highlights and you think, well, it don't look much long ball, to be fair. With Liam Brady, mm. Mark Wald, you know, you signed Bishop Morley. They're not yeah. long ball players. Yeah, he brought Jimmy Quinn in. But, you know. I liked him. No, I liked but him. But do we think, 
Yeah, but then do we think that Allardyce played long ball? Because I often think oh, that he's okay, United... long. Don't mention that no. man's name on it, John. I'm I know. sorry. Said that is him. a swear word. If a team like West Ham play long ball, it's called long ball. If Man United play long ball, it's called like a, long a fantastic long ball, a long yeah. pass. It's, it's, yeah. it's sources for courses. You know, so what? So what? I think there is a difference in long balls, though. I mean, if you look at Diop's um, ball for Bowen, that was a pass. That was that was a beautiful, beautiful uh, we it are wasn't, it so wasn't drifting away from the original question, which was about <laughs> best buys. It is yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> How do we get on long balls from what's our best buys? I have John, got no idea. Because John brought no. up Darth Vader, and then we had to sort it out. <laughs> he brought up Icky, Icky Lou Macari. Oh, I love him now. Yeah. Oh, anyone here in the podcast? Uh, I, we weren't made to mention that, and I have totally lost. Right, here we go. So that was Jason Bangas's fault. So Dawson's been awesome. So look, he our has. best and cheapest buy, the two are, you either decide from Devonshire or Billy Bonds. So there you go. Yeah, Billy Bonds. Ooh. 50 grand. Yeah. Uh, next up is Paul Noland. It's the chauffeur. Beep, beep. He says, uh, I received my Wolves ticket by email today. Today? He'll, he'll be on the NFC then. Anyone who got their yeah. ticket today is And he on the said, NFC I've trial. been selected for an NFC trial. Given the issues I saw at Newcastle, I think I'll give that a miss. Uh, he tried to buy a I think it's called a swerve in East London, isn't it? Uh, oh, yeah, but he's not he from East London. He, he's oh, yeah. at West. I think he's oh. like Oxfordshire. Oh, okay. Ran okay. that way. Oh, okay. Another out-of-towner. Uh, he, he said, I also tried to buy a Southampton away ticket as it was on my points allegation. Uh, but I tried so many times, it won't let me. What the hell is happening with the ticket office these days? I'll tell you what happened, Paul, because I had the same problem with the Southampton game. Is I bought the ticket or I put, went through the pay thing and it never came up with a confirmation and it left him sitting there. But what happened is when I went back 10 minutes later, refreshed it, I didn't get an email confirming it, Paul, but when I looked into my account history, it showed that I'd purchased a Southampton ticket. So uh, I think it's mm. gone through. But Are they sold out now, those Southampton I tickets? I don't know. I don't know. But I, I wonder just what... let queue up like the old days. Uh, yeah, that would be good old. Do you remember you used to queue down Green Street? Yeah. All this ticket stairs. Is this the FA Cup game? Up. Well, there's yeah. loads. Yeah, yeah Southampton. Yeah, yeah, I might get some yeah. tickets for that. You better have a look. The old days when you'd queue up and they'd say, "Right, that table," and you'd go to that table and get your ticket. And then yeah. when you looked at the bloke, your team was looking away. You'd run to another table and buy another <laughs> ticket. And then you'd look to see, "No, he's still not looking." I quickly run to another table and buy another <laughs> ticket. And they all me mates. Did it go to Granite, by the way, Nigel? Yeah, yeah, you'll be all right, Sean. Don't all right, thank you. You know. But you can never build your points up. How long is it? You, never, you can't build your points up anymore. Sure you can't, can't get away tickets. There's <laughs> yeah. anyway, ways and means. There's ways and means. Um, mm. So, yeah, so he's upset. He says he never had this trouble at Upton Park, but that was because there was 30,000 of us, Paul, not 60,000. Yeah. Uh, he thought every player looked knackered and the lack of transfers all in us. Uh, Elliot Smith piped up and when uh, he was in the NFC trial on Saturday, I thought you might like this, Sean. Oh. Because uh, he said um, it didn't work. And, and he had to use the QR code. Oh. Uh, there you go. Next up, it'd be Dardzy, our favourite bumpkin. 
All right, my I didn't see him on Saturday. Where was he? Uh, he was down the front. Oh, was he? Didn't see yeah. him. Uh, all right, I didn't see anyone because you all buggered off. And um, he, no, I, I had saw Mary after uh, the Didn't game. see. Uh... Um, yeah. Rest in peace, Joey Beach. He says, "Why do you believe in four nails? Oh, sorry. Why do you believe four nails is always the scapegoat. Apart from this Saturday, you get substituted every game." where Antonio does nothing. He don't bully anyone. He don't battle anymore. Thinks he's the best at everything he does, and he's left on the pitch. Why? It's a good Why? question. Ask David Moyes. Why? As a senior source would tell me, I've got no idea. Ask the manager. Right. He's got a question for you, Sean. Go on. Can you read a book? Can I read a book? Yeah. Or have I read a book? No, can you read a book? I can read a book. Oh, you see, because based on last week's podcast, you can't even read the room. Uh, oh, honestly, Sean, even though I try and defend you, stop defending the indefensible no, 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 based on Zuma and that bloody cat. You sounded like a scatter. It's never their fault. Look, the, you don't understand. If we all we agreed, do understand. What, what, is, what, what is it? What am I going to say? You're, you're going to say you did it deliberately just to cause a bit of, you know, that if we all thought the same, it'd be a boring show. And I only did it when realistically we all know you really do think that. No, I don't. It's no. A, I do it to be controversial. No Basically. Way. He I thinks he's to, the Piers Morgan of West Ham. I'm trying to be. I'm sure you'd be more liked if he was just not doing that. No, yeah, but I like to take the opposite view to Nigel, basically. <laughs> so if he takes ah, a view, okay. if he'd have taken a... A, an anti-cap view, I would have taken a pro-cap view. It was like the stadium when we first met, right? He wanted not to move the stadium. I wanted to move the stadium. I just did it for shock appeal. I didn't really want to move to the, the Olympic Stadium, but I just did it to be the opposite of him and to make good radio. But you didn't know me at the time, and you was pro for it, up the front, talking to cap. No, it's a long game. Before it was a long, it I was even a long, knew you. It was a long con. Long I suppose it's, it's even technically it's more closer to Surrey as well, isn't it? Short con for you, I tell you. <laughs> can I can I just say something? Uh, the Southampton game. I just yeah. went online and the tickets are down to eleven points. Oh, I've got ten. See, I won't get it again like the Spurs one. No, you will. It'll go. It'll go. Cause no, you will think, do it. Go down low. Six thousand. I think, um, and it's a midweek game. Remember? Yeah. Oh, what what, what is, day yeah, is it? Wednesday next Wednesday. week. Next oh, week, the last train's the last train's at ten o'clock at night. I think, isn't no, it? Yeah, it's, 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 it's closer to Surrey. That's local for you, Sean. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is closer to Surrey. Oh it's not an God. home game for you. <laughs> oh, but I can't buy one for my son, can I? Why not? Because he hasn't got that many points. Ask about. All right. Okay. Uh, I've got twelve points, by the way. Show off. All right. Yeah, well, I've got 40 if you want to fucking brag. Oh, Eddie, have, you got, have you got your ticket then for that? Well, I've got 41 now. Yeah, I've got a ticket for Southampton, right. yeah. Okay. Uh, he says, also, can I just say, Sean says he's retired from writing about West Ham. Uh, and he says, I've retired for three years and I've never run a shop since, not even for one minute. Sean's been retired five weeks, has wrote them 15 <laughs> times. <laughs> Who's counting? Does he know the definition? Of retired. And he obviously didn't read the question because he's put Len Brady out. Brady out. There you go. Chris Ashton asks, when will Moyes get the sack? Oh, you're joking. Oh, he's asked. God. Oh. There you go. 
Honestly, you got to wonder. You got to wonder yeah, with some but, people. Yeah. Uh, that's all he's asked. Uh, next up, he's got a, actually he's got a picture as his avatar of Moyes as a clown. Wow! Well, wow! Yeah, that's, that's that's head's gone on it. Yeah. yeah. So um, cheeky lines. He's back, Sean. Oh, all right. Okay. He says, "Evening, lads, and the doggy man." That's Sean. Cheeky. Uh, so much negativity around our club. Following on on that, he's he's following on on Chris Ashton, who's gone win more again. He says, "So much negativity around our club at the moment, all doom and gloom, and yet we're safe. And we're halfway through February. We've come so far in a couple of seasons, even though draws against Newcastle and yeah. Leicester." Seem like points lost, they aren't really. Leicester's always tough, and Newcastle have had the new bounce that we knew they would. He looked yeah. at the players Saturday, and they all looked knackered. We can blame Thank the transfer you. window, some of the stuff about Moyes, but some of it is just a disgrace. Nick, we've got to get it said... into perspective, right? Sorry, go on, Nigel. No, that's all right. Uh, the, the idea you can chip in anytime. We're... Just got to get it into perspective with um, where we where we actually are. We're sent. There's a, a common sense of disappointment, but we're actually you know falling from quite a you know quite a high place, and we're we're hitting a kind of uh, a, a sort of how can I say a mediocre patch of form. The arse hasn't fallen out of it. We're not plummeting down the league. We're not getting slaughtered by everybody. We're narrowly drawing games or narrowly not winning games. Um, mm. and, and sometimes we narrowly lose a game like the other week against Man U right in the last kick of the game. So, I mean, it's by no means a disaster. Um, it's, it's not a disaster, but I can understand being frustrated, though. I can understand the frustration, yeah, but, but let's get it into perspective. That's all it is, frustration. It's not a yeah. disaster. Yeah. Sorry, Nigel. Go on. No, no, no. That's it's what you're here for. Um, Sean. Yeah. I have to keep checking. Do you think Rob Newman had much influence on the past window? <laughs> what with him coming in so late? And could the summer vibe be more positive? Um, I think I think he tried, and and but it's all down to Moyes. I I do think they scouted and went places. Um. But they didn't get their players. I mean, I don't know how, how much we can talk about this. Yeah. No, we could go on forever, but let's not. Um, we'll never truly know, will we? No. No, no. no well, we do. We do. <laughs> well, we don't, Sean. Come on now. Did <laughs> <laughs> Have you not read the agenda? <laughs> Sean, answer, answer, answer me this. Uh, you know, it's a straightforward question. Did Rob Newman, as the head of recruitment, do everything that, that was expected of him in that January transfer window? Yes. Okay. Well, there we go. So if that's um, the case, then the fault lies only with, with one person, right? With Moyes. David Moyes, yeah. So so essentially, Sean, the way the way that it works, Newman is not a director of football. He he no. doesn't go out and get no. he doesn't go out and negotiate the deals. He finds players. He's like a head Correct. scout. He's a head scout. And I was about scout. to say that. Yeah. He is a chief scout. He's, I mean, he's a head scout. Yeah. yeah. He is, definitely. Okay. Well, then we've got a bottleneck, haven't we, in the process? Well, we have, but that's always been the case. You know, what you what the good, you take the good with David Moyes, you take the bad. He is, yeah. you know, whether you want to call him Divering, whether you want to call him due diligence, 
This is what, you know, it's not just West Ham. This is what David Moyes does. And you could argue he's been quite successful at it. Look, and David Sullivan and the rest of the board aren't going to moan with someone who treats it like his own money and, and rarely spends. You know, it's a, it's a marriage of convenience in some ways. You know, they, they, they probably rub their hands and go, yeah. <laughs> but, but again, I think sometimes it's frustrating to them. Well, they're yeah. German now. <laughs> I don't get that. <laughs> just went, they well, rubbed their hands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In, in yeah. many ways, I know. I know they. I know they come out and say they're frustrated and they'd like to sign players and they're being blamed and everything else. And we saw that Moyes uh, came out and in an interview just gave he gave the board his, his entire backing. He named them one one at a time and said how yeah. good they were and how supportive they were in the transfer window. You know, that was a low point yeah. for me for David Moyes that that interview. That was that was a real low point. I think that was I worse. Than, that was worse than the window itself. I agree. That was almost admitting that it was mm. that it was him that. Uh, that See, was, I've got a theory even... about the players targeted, and and the theory is that that Newman spent ten years at Man City. That's a long time, if you think about yeah. it, as their head of, of of recruitment, and that he's coming to West Ham, and he's. Come into West Ham as if he's still at Man City. He's identifying the wrong players. I thought right. this as well. So what he's done is he's gone right. Rafina, Phillips, and the other foreigners, and yeah. who, who are obviously <laughs> never going to play for West Ham. The other and foreigners. It, well, I can't remember their names. So, like, so anyway, we did loads of shows man, on them. If we, 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 we're going to bid for these. And what he, what he failed to realise at that point was this is West Ham, mate. And actually, you know, players do look at clubs' names and, and what they're doing. They don't just look at West Ham and think they're fourth. They look at West Ham and look at everything else and think, well, they're not going to stay there. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. So we're, we're not the club for them. If they're going to leave Leeds, they want to go for a guaranteed top four. You know, they are the Declan Rices of Leeds United. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a sideways step, isn't it, from Leeds yeah. to West Ham, really? So it, it was stupid for us to even waste the time of doing that. Yeah, but and how I'm many West Ham fans how many West Ham fans were won over by that? How many West Ham fans do you know when you know most West Ham fans None, were we like, laugh. that's a nonsense. That's nonsense. That's yeah, nonsense. Yeah. Phillips, Rafinha, Darwin Nunes. We're like, this is nonsense. They're not coming yeah. to West Ham. Yeah, but I, I I don't I don't think that the Phillips one in particular, I don't think that that was nonsense. I think we did approach him. And the reason and the reason I believe that is because I think myself, I, I think it I've I've got a feeling that we all have that Rice may go in the summer. So for me, if that's going to happen, it makes sense to buy his replacement now because if we sell it, if if we sell Declan Rice for 150 million, then every player that we go after from there on in is going to be inflated. The price is going to be inflated. So Calvin Phillips ain't going to come to us, is he? He's he's not. No, No, but what I'm saying is, but I think it was a genuine bid, though. I don't think it was a fake bid. I'm not saying it was a fake bid. What I'm saying is. I think they were all genuine bids. I'm thinking yeah. that Newman or whoever's like wasted, he's failed to realise the market we're shopping in. Yeah, yeah he's he, he's literally been shopping in Arids, and now he's got to come down to Lidl's. Well, we're probably a bit better at Aldi's. Right. But, but, sure, surely, like but surely David Moyes doesn't need Rob Newman to tell him that Phillips is a good player. Yeah. And no. As much as as going back to the point I meant to make, going back going back to the owners, the you know the Sullivan Gold now Kratinsky, the investor, uh, they've come in. The type of manager that David Moyes is, regardless of what they say in public and who they tell, they're unhappy about it and everything else. This is the, surely their dream manager, right? This is someone yeah, who's I, going I to agree. achieve top half 
security every single season and spend bugger all. And long term, long long term, like I say, I mean, look, consolidating our position, uh, not fighting relegation. Say, for instance, we're not uh, contesting those top six places. Do you think that the London Stadium, the crowd, the wider crowd, will be accepting of a, of, of kind of a, a mid table existence? No. Where, whereby, whereby you get to the to this stage in the season and it's season over because you you ain't getting relegated, and you're not pushing for top six. I think well, you said John. You said John, didn't you? You'd rather be fighting relegation. Yeah, for me, mid-table mid, mid, mid mediocrity is pointless for me. And and and, and you could say, yeah, but well, we ain't had know, that, have we? No, I know. But what I'm no, saying no, to no, you is, no. is I would rather be fighting relegation after Christmas yeah. than just sitting twelfth every season like Villa used to do or Borough yeah. did for a long time. I want the games to mean something, whether it's top of the league or bottom of the league. It might sound a bit ridiculous because you know I don't want us to get relegated, but to me, I want the games to be meaningful. You yeah. Know? I know what you mean, get, but I'm kind of different to that. that. I never, I never, ever craved uh, a relegation battle. I hated them. I hated relegation battles. I always occupational hazard, gal. I'll yeah, go exactly. to the mid table of security every day. What's that, Nigel? It's an occupational hazard, mate. Don't, and that's the thing. Too I many know. people. I know with the Premier League it's different, but you know, relegation. Yeah, it's just playing someone different, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it don't mean nothing. <laughs> and, and this is the thing I always say to fans: if you're a if, if not someone that watches it at home because it's totally different, but if you're a match attending, regular match attending fan, yeah. do you go because of who we're playing or do you go because we're playing? And if you I go, go, I go and support West Ham. And, right. um, yeah, so does honestly, it really matter if we're no. playing Man United or Rotherham? It doesn't, but you don't no, want to get relegated. That's the thing. You don't no, want to get Nigel, it, Nigel, it does in that place. Imagine playing Rotherham in London Stadium, though. Well, Imagine being like one of one of ten fans in that place. There'll be no half and half scarfs being sold. Well, no, the queue to get out would be better. <laughs> it would be, yeah. I know, but it'd be great. Some, some of my favourite seasons have been championship seasons. Agreed. I really enjoyed yeah. them. Yeah, I agree. Right. It's not an ambition, though. Uh, ah. Cheeky finishes with his missing cannon handling, even though you ain't heard it yet, Cheeks. And uh, Brady out. Brady out. Thank you very much. Uh, Ed Hughes, he loves a bit of squirrel. Uh, I'm expecting this to be the pod where the theme is we're doomed. Uh, but I just want to point out, well, you're wrong there, Ed, actually. Uh, he wants to point out the last few weeks we've been crap and not lost. Uh, West Ham of old would have shit three plus in those matches. And we're still better than our normal position, yeah. which is 13th, as we've just discovered. Uh, just lacking form. It's a good point. It's a good point. We're, 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 we're leaking the odd sloppy goal, aren't we? Mm, We're not yeah. getting battered. It's it's not it's not the score lines for me. It, do you know what? It's just consistent poor performances, which is doing my brain in at this point. I would say at this point now, I would take a good performance at a loss at the minute. Just just one, just one good performance, a high scoring game. Well, like just, 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 just a bit, well, a like bit goals of are fun. Type a, a, game. Yeah, but a bit of entertainment, Nigel, with with some good football, like the that, Leeds that, Man that United game yesterday. That's so yeah. like four two, you know. But we get it back to two all, and then yeah, just, yeah, something like that. I mean, it's it's just yeah, it's it's yeah, been a bit, know. it's been a bit yeah, but you dull point... since Liverpool. It's been a bit dull. No, we ain't going to get top six now. It don't matter. I don't think. Yes, yes, yes but you want points on the ball, chance. Uh, we, I don't think so. We've got no chance now. So I, 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 I'm going for the cu- I'm going for the cups now. No, I think it's all. A, I, I think we should use the league. I think we should use the league to build momentum and get our form and and, and, our, and our plan style right, so that we can attack the cups. That's where I am now. It gets my vote. It gets my vote to That's do that. That's where I am now. That's mm. where I am. There you go. Sod the league. Oh, Nick's yeah. had an epiphany. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, do you remember a few weeks ago when you came on Claret Booze? We were, we, we, me and you both said this would take a cup yeah. over the league, and Nick said no. I want yeah, to but finish. that's because this year, but it's out of reach He's now. Changed. We ain't going to get top four now, so it's pointless. So Nick, we, 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 we never get top four. Nick, I would have taken that at the start of the season. Nick, I would have taken know, a cup over fourth start of the season, mate. Because realistically, know. you know, fourth is. I like... think Moyes has made a rod for his own back. Agreed. In being so successful at yeah. the start yeah. of the season, this will teach him. You know, <laughs> well, he's, he's certainly done his best to realign our expectations, hasn't he? Bloody well, hell. You know, this, this this season, yeah. and this is the thing where Moyes, you know, when we all laughed, he's here to win and he's an history maker. Yeah. yeah. Well, Moyes could actually make history with this season. Yeah. With could. the league finish, because traditionally, when we finished in the top six, the season after, We've either finished tenth, fourteenth, or seventeenth. It's never been. There's never when we finished on that top same question. In the, the meantime, past. I've bought my Southampton ticket. Also, oh, did you get one? Yeah. Oh, you're coming to the sun then, Sean. Sorted. Oh, right. Oh, Nicola, sort you out. Well, what? Done. Uh, no, 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 oh, sorry. no, no, no. Not, so I shouldn't say that live on there. No, Finn has got his own points. Oh, right. Not enough. Uh, anyway, <laughs> made Marion. <laughs> Uh, the, the 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 wizard of Wales, so bias. Uh, do you think Antonio's living off his past success? No, I think he's just getting picked every week by David Moyes. Yarmolenko yep. rightly gets low to stick, but after recent performance, he can't see the difference. Yeah. Uh, well done, Nigel and Lem, for putting the stooge in his place after his disgraceful remarks at the start of last week's podcast. Who said that? Of course, Na- Marion. Of course, now he's backtracking, Mel. Um, I'm not and, backtracking. And you are. You're backtracking. You're going, oh, I only I did it to it back. I giggled myself. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, podcasting. I giggled. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think you're, you're you're a bit of a submissive, Sean. That was almost a, a spank me comment, wasn't oh, it? Oh, really? Was, was it? That. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> I just I just only when he's I in the hot tub. I, I just yeah. laughing. I played it back to myself. And I was laughing. Where I was just going, you know, every time it sort of died down again, I threw another grenade in. <laughs> the blood pressure was rising up. Yeah, no, you. Did, I'm sorry, I'm not having that. You, you did, lost you it. Said you lost you it. Yeah, I did lose it. I told Good. Sam I lost. I'm glad it. you did lose it. I, oh, I wow. did lose. Tell the red mist growed, and you it's, just lost it. And yeah, I, do you know I, what? You, At that point, I'm going, bing, jump yeah. down, oh, bing. See, this is the thing. After you go, oh, I was only fishing. Bullshit. You said what you thought, and I'll give it to you. Because it was <laughs> bollocks. I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah. He's good. Nigel's got a Wildstone Raider now, hasn't he? You lost I'll give control. I'll give it you. you. Lost control. You and Len lost control. You and Sam. You and Sam. Yeah. I'll give it you. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Yeah. He, he says, uh, what did the Stooge say to Alvin Martin when he had to contact him about the Stooge's health concern the other week? What? I don't know, dear. I think he's talking about your uh, when you got your free upgrade, Sean. I didn't oh. get a free upgrade. Yes, uh... I've got a promotional discount. Right. Did any money exchange? I paid £13. I rest my case, Your Honour. For the upgrade? <laughs> I, I got a promotional upgrade. For the upgrade? Did you pay £13 for the upgrade? No, I got a promotional upgrade. I rest upgrade. my case, Your Honour. They had a spare space. Free upgrade. On my way to the stadium, yeah. they randomly rung me, and I think they were ringing other people, and said, 
do you want to upgrade? We've got a spare yeah. slot. Randomly ringing other people. Of I know. Course. I know. The That's the way it works. My wife has not put a question in for you. I'm going to have to say to her, she was going to put a question in. Oh, yeah. what, what's, what's the question? Well, the question was, I'd say she wants to know if you've spoken to that person about a, a well, about give the, me the detail. discount code. Well, uh, 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 she talks <laughs> to me. I, I, I'll get, I'll give her, I'll get her to, to give me a ring. You. Tell me what you yeah. need. Let Sean sort it out. out. Yeah. All right, we'll do that. Uh, Grant, uh, Super Grant Croxford, as he's been upgraded. Hey. Uh, friend of the boys. Yeah, uh, we love Grant. We do love Grant. He's actually put a carrot in his because uh, obviously we now know uh, he, he's a carrot cruncher. Um, he is. Thanks for his appearance on your show. He, he talked funny. Oh, I wonder who'll be talking like that. It'll be grand. Thinking, you'll be you'll be you'll be seeing him on Friday, Nigel. He's he's on the booze uh, yeah. up on Friday oh, with good. you. Yeah. I'll, I'll be practicing my accent from Oxford. Uh, evening, guys. He says he's looking forward to this. Oh, I am. He's got Q. Tonight, <laughs> I will mostly be eating carrots. Yeah, so he's put a carrot in the in the thing. He said, "Who would you name the West End after?" What does that, that mean? Who would West you name End. the West End? So, if you could name the West End at the London Stadium, who would you name Ooh. it after? Not, not Noble. I couldn't yet. No, not Noble. Karen Brady. I, I yep. I knew yet. you'd say that. <laughs> I'm not going to rise. I, th- I think that, I think that that stand should be left. Zuma's um, cat. Zuma's <laughs> cat. Wee wee. cat. Wee wee. You know what it was called? Tiddles. Wee wee, wasn't it? Yeah, it had to be someone very special, you know. Like like, what about the one who never gets a mention? Is Jeff Hurst? Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, but it charge uh, you if if you wanted to name the stand after. It <laughs> charge you like a hundred grand. He, he likes a little. Uh, he he like likes a couple of quid, does he? he a does. little. Yeah. Likes yeah. a couple of quid. Oh. Be nice. Be nice, Nigel. Sorry. <laughs> I've got to do a tribute night to him Wednesday night. Ask. Um, you didn't get him on though, did you? No, of course not. We couldn't afford the bill. Too expensive. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Look, to be fair to him. Right, he maximizes his after dinner speaking and public appearances now. Got to make Good a living in him. Good luck to him. He's got family yeah. to feed. Exactly. Even though he made a lot of money out of the insurance business. Well, well have oh, we yeah. got any names? So who's going? Jet- Mark oh, Noble. Mark Noble. How about, how about the Phil Parks? The Phil Parks. I just ignoring Mark Noble. It's John Lyle. <laughs> Has it not got to be really after a West Ham legend that's played at the stadium? Mark Noble. Well, legend, John? I don't, I don't know, really. What? what no. What no, what? The Marco, the Marco Anatovich main stand. <laughs> well. <laughs> Dimitri Payet. Dimitri Payet. Exactly. I'm no, I, I, someone... I'll tell you what, thinking gonna... about it, it'd have to be either Ron Greenwood or John Lyle. And I think I think the, the founder of modern West Ham is Ron Greenwood. <laughs> See, I don't buy. I don't buy into that naming stands up the players that have never played at that stadium. I don't. I, yeah. I don't get having the Bobby Moore and the Billy Bonds and the Trevor Brookings stand now. We ain't got any legends. A legends not. A legends not going to be formed in five no, years. No, so just call them North, East, South, and West, mate. It works. Yeah, they, 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 they nine years at Upton Park. We never bothered with stand. This <laughs> naming the stands and everything. You know, we had the South Bank, the North Bank, the Chicken Run, or the East Side, and we had the West. I but then again, but then again, Nigel, Nigel, your hero, Billy Bonds, you could see that meant a lot to him on that day. That's exactly what I was going to say. Exactly what I was going to say. I love that. 
I love no, that, 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 is, that, that You could see what it meant. I'll tell you why, because I think it came from the fans. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was the difference. It, Six it was bestowed two. on him by the fans. and Because he's got no love for that place. He said it publicly. No. So, no, um, it's probably you know, the first time he's heard the crowd sing Six Foot Two Eyes of Blue for many, many years. Yeah. Lovely it was. Yeah. Nigel. Next up, a friend of Carrot and Booze. It's not sure. Loads of friends we have. Loads of it friends. It has. It's Chrissy Miles. Oh, Chris, oh, Chris, 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 Evening all, there's another Welshman, isn't it? I know, yeah. they're everywhere. He knows how to lay down there and press that in, as he says to his wife. Uh, although I don't have the pessimism that many others do, I do think we're at a turning point where the team now needs tweaks. If we're to even tweaks. Still. Tweaks. Twigs were like Twigs. little sticks. No, tweaks were like, like the two weeks. Twigs. Twigs. Yeah. You think you're chocolate again, Sean. Yeah, stop feeding yourself. I told you. you already what is right he saying? He, he says the squad needs to be tweaked. Oh, tweaks. tweaks. Changes. Oh, right. okay. Changes. 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 Yeah. Yes, just change. Change. He's, he's actually put, yeah. and this yeah. is how he's going to do it. He wants Vlasic in centre midfield, four nails on the left, Benny. Yeah. To the right, Yarmolenko up front. So he's dropping Antonio. Who is breathing on their mic? Sorry, I've I've let it go too long. Who is breathing on their mic? Please don't breathe on your mic. Who's breathing on the mic? Way something. Which which one is it of you? Look, can you just stop breathing, please? Especially Sean. Um, That leaves us with Benny Antonio as our super subs. What yeah. do our very illustrious panel think are the pros and cons of this slight rejig? So, in one word, yes or no, uh, do you, how do you think Vlasic in centre, four nails to left, Benny at the right, and Yarmolenko up front would look good or not good? Uh, I wouldn't drop Bowen, uh, but I would like to see Vlasic in the middle, though. I'd like to see him yes. giving a go in the middle, but I can't. you can't be dropping Bowen and and. No, I can't see that. No. Uh, I, I would agree with exactly, exactly that. I think the impact subs are Antonio and Ben Rama. They are the two impact subs. They would be beautiful tools to bring on from the bench late on in a game. Terrify subs, the opposition. Yeah. Both of them would, right? Yeah. And so, and so, yeah. Why we can't, um, why we can't use Yarmolenko in the centre forward role uh, and use uh, Vlasic where he belongs in the middle, in the centre, Bowen on the right, four nails on the left. That's got to work, hasn't it? It's got yep. to a sad state of affairs, though, isn't it, if we were asking for Yarmolenko to be played. I just I know, he plays up front still for Ukraine. We've, we've never, we've never played him. We've never played him up front, have we? He will play a straightforward centre-forward role. He did it for us in a cup game. I can't remember I would, which I one. I would do that. I would do that. Yeah. Yeah, but he's nicked the living off us long enough, and I just... I yeah, just so use him. We're paying him, him, we're paying him a wage, John. And at the end yeah, of the day, he's, he's, in, he's in the shop window now. Because he's he's not going to be here next season, so he's looking for his next big deal. We 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 said he was in the shop window in January. And what did he do when he was playing? Nothing. Strolling Actually, around. I, yeah, but, yeah, but I, I think playing him out on the on the wing. Everybody knows what when you play Yarmolenko wide right. Every fullback in the world knows what he's going to do. He's, yeah, he's going to chop inside to get back on his left. Stick him mm-hmm. in the middle. I think he's 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 got talent. He has got a decent shot. He can hold the ball up. Give it a go. It can't. I love Antonio, but and I and I, and I hardly ever criticise Antonio. He's one of the few players that I don't criticise. Yeah. But yeah. um, I, I found it difficult watching him the other day. I did. Um, it was it was hard to watch for me. So I think yeah, he needs I, he, I he needs he needs to come out of the firing line, Antonio. I'd, I'd like him 
You know, I think we said on the thing the other day, I, I, I bet deep down he's probably, he's when you look at him, He's probably hoping for a bloody injury. The bloke. He's probably hoping his his hamstring well, pops or something. I don't think. I don't no. think that. But I think he must be absolutely gagging to be taken out of the eye. Of the I know. Storm, you know? I know. He, he, he wants it. Surely, crowd on his back. Surely, crowd on his back is horrible. Surely he'd love to have a couple of games on the bench, you know, uh, where he can come on and look like his old self late on in the game. Yeah. You know, run against a tired defense. It's a bit like it's a bit like a game of poker. It's like is Moyes going to bring him off first, or is Antonio going to get injured? It's almost like Moyes is just, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's very, it's very odd. doing the players no favours. Anyway, next up is Sean Cronin, another friend. Hello, Sean. Hello, Sean. Evening all, he says. Moyes in, Brady out. Brady out. <laughs> Brady out. Thank you very much. Uh, regarding the lack of transfer activity in January and the customary fake bids, I don't think they were, they were just... Mm. Do you think there may have been a stand against being stiffed on prices? He can't see too many incomings in the summer either, but for different reasons. P.S. He says he's hoping to take in a show by the soul-singing superstar of Tenerife next month, Mr. Leary. Uh, well, don't forget, if you go and see him, Sean, you've got to tell him you're listening to more than just a podcast because then Michael will buy you a pint. And that right, Mike? <laughs> anyway, Richard Kemp, the colonel. Uh, now he knows you boys are on the show. Is this, oh, is this? Is this Tenerife? Uh, yes. So if you go oh, to Tenerife, no. Sean, you see um, um, this. The next next month, I'm off to New York for a week, and then following that, I'm off to Dublin. But no, um, nowhere near Tenerife. Then, then I don't Mexico, know if you dig geography at school, Sean. And then Mexico, <laughs> then Spain. It's it's just not on the agenda. To, to go right. to Tenerife this right. uh, four holidays in one year. My God! Yeah, he's, he's struggling because of lockdown. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> cut back. A bit like cab drivers, Don. You know, they're only oh, down to three holidays oh, a year yeah. now. You know. So, mm. Anyway, Richard Kemp. He says, uh, 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 "So a show of Sue check the Moyes bashing then." Well, oh, a bit yeah, he, he yeah. listens to you boys on a Friday night. He must have. You could have had 10 listeners. You could have loads of listeners because of us. Well, we've, gone, we've gained two then. Um, yeah. Paul Turton, he says, do they train the ball boys at all? He saw Pablo urging one to hurry up with only a few minutes left because the kid was going slower than Ben Rama leaving the pitch. <laughs> Even though, I don't know if you see the ball boy in front of you, Sean, control the ball. No. Trap it. No. No. All right. Well, you was obviously looking at your phone at the time. I thought lovely bit of skill that was. That happened the other week when one of the ball boys bought it down lovely and threw yeah. it back really quickly. And yeah. someone said the ball boys are taken from the youth team. Is that right? They do normally, use them. Normally, they yeah. do use yeah. them sparingly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, that you ball go. boy was because I do know the ball boy. Uh, oh, but yeah. lovely bit of skill, I will say. Uh, next up is uh, old Ziggy Stardust. He stopped playing his guitar. Uh, and he says, evening all, pretty poor. His name's Dave Jones, by the way, lads. Just so you know why. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty poor at the weekends. It felt like I lost. Is Moyes stubborn to change things up top and drop Antonio? Brady out. I think he is stubborn now. Yeah. I, I, I gave him a lot of leeway. Yeah. Uh, and I am of the thinking now, if I saw... As, as a manager, you've got to care about your players, right? Not just their mental, their mental health, their physical health, everything. He must see that he's absolutely shot 
physically. And I think he's now getting to him mentally. And I think that he's lost form. He's lost confidence. He's lost everything. And he just needs to be pulled out the firing line. And it's a shame because, you know, I've said it on our show. I've said it numerous times before. I feel that Antonio's good work is, is, is being undone. Um, yeah in a lot of fans' eyes. And that really hurts me because you can't get away from the stats, Nigel. He's our top Premier League goal scorer of all time, whether you like it or not. And because oh, like of Moyes being... No, I know you do. But what I'm saying is because of Moyes' stubbornness, he's, in some people's eyes, he's the problem. I think you know? he could destroy that relationship with the fans long-term yes, if he keeps doing that's it. What and, I'm I, and, about. and it is uncomfortable to watch and I don't like it. It's, uh, mm. Personally, I don't. It no. should be looked after, Antonio, I think. Yeah, all right. Next up, we've got a whiz through now. A few of them. Mark Hallin says, "Evening, gents." He said, "Our times have changed after first thirteen games. The mood was euphoric, and no one could believe what we were witnessing. Well, now we know what we were witnessing, Mark. The mood, good old West Ham. <laughs> uh, we knew it wouldn't last, and after twenty-six games, the mood has been restored. Lack of activity in January. Zuma, lack of form of many players, including Antonio, who looks like a donkey at the moment. And now the, they've been watching your shows then. And, uh, mm-hmm. and now the issues between Moyes and Ben Rama. What do you think we will achieve this season? I'll answer this one. I think we will achieve FA Cup quarterfinal, Europa Cup quarterfinal, and I think now seventh spot. But I do believe we'll finish above Spurs. Big prediction there. Uh, all in all, a good season, I call that. Uh, and bearing in mind, seventh spot should be good enough for European football next season. Uh, next up, it's uh, Paul Celeb Suet, or as we like to call him, Artura. Uh, and my missus made a lovely spotted dick yesterday, I must say. Hi, uh, fellas. Uh, keep up the great show. He loves my website. And Canning Town, Lens Art. We all love Lens Art. Yeah. Why do you think there's still refusal by Moyes to put a youth player on the bench instead of Yarmolenko? Surely given an opportunity to let a kid sit on the bench and learn to be comfortable in that environment would be priceless. Yeah, who knows, actually? Well, I think, you know, especially because Yarmolenko doesn't even get used a lot of the time. And yeah. when he's used, he's, he's wasted on the right wing or, you know, or, or the left wing. So it's nice right wing, isn't it? So I would, I would, I would put a kid on there and use the kid instead. Ockerflex. Right. Yeah. He's got a good question here, though. Which, which, um, <laughs> he says, given the option, would you sell Rice at the end of the season or keep him for the remainder of his contract but let him go for free? I'd keep him. Now, I'd keep, personally, says, I'd keep him. I would keep him and let him go for free because we'd yeah. get three great years out of him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how long he's got left? Three years. Well, is Sean is Sean still there, or is he like is he buying tickets for an opera? No, I'm here. We got an option. Oh, you're back. Uh, I was coughing. Got an option. Oh, we have. So it's two years plus an option of one. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Mm. Right. Right. Thank you. Oh, that makes it quite different. Next up is Spandau Ballys Road. Yeah, we're all in agreement. There you go. Moving on. Uh, It's Matty Kemp. He says, uh, uh, evening, gents. He says, appreciate with some automatic contract extensions. We can execute. Yet the following, he he says the following, Sean, you can confirm this. Uh, Areola, loan ends. Yeah. So these people, he says all these people are out of contract. Fabianski, 
Martin, Fredericks, Ogbonna, Johnson, Kroll, Noble, Yarmolenko. Some of them. So uh, Fabianski's done a deal for another yep. 12 months, but I know okay. that hasn't been announced. Um, right. Johnson will do a deal, you yep. know, finer details. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ogbonna will do a deal. Yeah. Um, Martin will go. Uh, I thought he would stay on as the under-16s coach, but now Jimmy Walker's come in. It un- it looks mm. unlikely, which is a well, shame. you don't know, do you? Watch this space. All right, we'll see. Yeah. Um, although Alvin Martin did say that he was still in discussions with uh, uh, with a manager, so who yeah. knows? Uh, who else? Uh, Yarmolenko will go. Uh, Fredericks, I think, will be offered another short-term contract to stay. Mm. Um, who else? Kroll. Here you go. Yeah. And Noble, do you think he'll retire? Noble will retire and have some role to play, you know, ambassador or, you know, something. Uh, Oh, we mentioned Areola. I'm not sure. I'm I'm really, I believe they're going to try and extend the loan. And I've I've talked about this before. I think the the issue here is... um, his wages are being subsidised by PSG. Why should he take a massive wage drop to join West Ham when he's, you know, I, I'm not saying that won't happen. I just, I find it difficult. What, well, who, who, who would do that? I no, do no one, no one. But wouldn't you do it if it was guaranteed to play? Well, it depends, how much, it depends how much you're dropping with money, I well, suppose. I hear he's, you know, He's being paid seventy-five a week, and and his wage, his gross wage, is closer to one hundred and forty-five, hundred and fifty at PSG mm. before tax. Well, <coughs> we're not going to pay him one hundred and fifty, no, to play at West Ham. But you know that's what he's getting um, from his parent club, and you know they were stupid enough to. You know, they're one of the biggest clubs. Yeah, but at some point, that contract will run out, and then he's, he's going to be. So he either takes yeah. the money while he can get it. <coughs> Take the money it. while you can get it. Why or, wouldn't you? If you were put yourself in his position. Well, if I was in his position, I'd sit on the bench for West Ham because I love West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, You're going to give up 75 grand a week. I don't think so. It's easier to say than do, Nigel. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Next up. It's the uh, vicar of the year uh, in his church, anyway. It's uh, the Reverend Jonathan Lowe, um, who, who unfortunately for Jonathan has to listen to me during the game and some of my terrible language. I do apologise at times, John. Uh, Dearly beloved, he says, sadly, I must begin with an expression of disappointment. He was walking to the ground on Saturday when I was just past the carpenter's arms. Well, there's your mistake there, John, walking past that. Eating pub. I thought uh, it was closed. It was, was appalled, no, Sean, uh, sure? by a small group. Well, I'm positive it's not closed. Um, uh, by a small group of supporters walking down the middle of the road, drinking and shouting obscenities at any cars that went past them. A number of these cars are women and young children. They said I was ashamed to be identified with these morons. It cost nothing to treat people with respect. Anyway, that's his rant over. He was disappointed with the performance. Very tired. Declan's human and not immune to mistakes. Did anyone else think he seemed to be playing a much more defensive role in this game? Not sure yeah. about that. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, well, the fact he, how deep he was making the mistakes. We should remember that we're West Ham, though, and not forget that we're playing badly and picking up points. 
Should we be turning on players and the manager when we're still at the top end of the table? True. No, I don't think so. How do you, how do you and the Rev get on with a quiz at the weekend? Uh, I think I got. What's the one question I got wrong? The Dean McKayley question. All right. I went for Kirbishly. I got my years a bit. I got 100% because I got stuck on the first question. You only did the first one. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I couldn't get past it. Yeah, so, no, yeah. Oh, and that estimate. How many oh, that was hard. What stupid, you know, when you think, well, fuck off with that question. I, I went high, like 700, but it was way over that. Well, I did 10 per game, so I think <laughs> it was something like... Something like, I think I did like 300 or something stupid. Mm. Uh, next up is, lastly for Facebook, it's the soul singing superstar of Tenerife, Mr. Michael Levy Jr. Check him out if you're in. Do you ever go to Tenerife, boys? Been Tenerife a few times. Like a bit yeah. of soul music, Mozart. Yeah, I love Tenerife. Yeah, yeah love Tenerife. Mate, he is, an award, and I'm not just saying this, he's on it. He is an award winning singer in Tenerife. He's won awards. He oh, is yeah. that good. Well, will probably um, see him. Do pop in and tell him that you listen to more just podcasts. He's an Elvis impersonator. That he buys you a beer. Isn't that right, Mike? Anyway. <laughs> uh, like and like you, Gary, he was a customer from the Pie Mash. Um, evening all, says Michael. With Rice having three consecutive games well below his excellent standards, has he given up on us mentally? Looking at his body language, he's frustrated. He's professional and conscientious. But it's like he's pissing against the wind. Do you think he's given up? Mm, I, I don't think so. I, I, I think he's far too professional to let that happen myself. Mm. I think he's just struggling a little bit at the moment. Mm. Like yeah, the rest same of the team is. Yeah, I don't same think here. it's his DNA to give up. No. No, no not at all. Yeah. Right. Uh, quickly, uh, WHU Mark Reaper on Twitter, and we call him Kevin, because that's his name. Uh, does Ben Rama have a point in biting back at the manager? No matter how badly others play, no. Antonio and Suchek, they that will never matter. be Doesn't matter. Manager gets to decide. That's what he's paid for. Get on with it. If you don't like it, you're not part of the team. Piss off. Uh, I'm, I'm with Sean on this one, actually. Yeah. Oh, was it? Oh, right. Yeah. I I'm not Ben Rama's biggest fan. I, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think he was particularly that bad on Saturday. And to he wasn't the worst the, player. He wasn't the worst player, exactly. No. And, 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 and as much as I disagree with his attitude and, you know, throwing his arms around, whatever, um, I sort of get it, but he shouldn't act like that. He should have done behind closed doors because it just looks now... But it ain't a democracy. It's not... We don't decide selection by committee. The manager's no. paid to take that choice. No, I agree. No, yeah. I agree. So he just needs to no, shut. But, but do, do, do you know? Do you know what's frustrating though? For me, what's frustrating is the fact that I think we said it the other day. I, I genuinely think Moyes he, he never changed his starting lineup. There's only two positions in that team that are up for grabs at any one time, and that's central attacking midfielder and left wing. Yeah. And he's exactly the same with his substitutes. He only makes the same subs at, at almost the same point in every game. He does the same thing. They're the only positions that he toggles. Yeah, so it probably does get a, is... a bit tiring. It probably does get a bit annoying. But the reason for that is it's the only position he's covered properly. When yeah. you look at it, yeah, it's the he's, only. He's position. the most. He's the most subbed player in the Premier League, I believe. He, he looks at the. He looks at the bench, and he's either got Ben Rama or Lanzini on there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Or four nails. 
and those three will be chopped and changed. Yeah, true. As as the wind, but but because you think was he going to bring Yarmolenko on? Not really. Now, you know, you ain't going to bring a defender on. So he's going to look at that, and uh, I mean, he, Ben Rama's the most subbed player. Have a but look like, at, but but the other the other day though, uh, Nigel, what he could have done was he could have removed Suchek, who we all agreed was useless in that game. He could have dropped Fournells back to partner with Rice. He could have brought Vlasic on as a central attacking midfielder. Yeah, but that changes um, the shape of the thing, and that's what he won't do. He's too rigid. Yeah, Nigel yeah. gently moved Nick away from Suchek again. Yes. You can do it. You can do it. Uh, we'll finish Let's not off. Go down there. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll finish off with Ian Gravit. Uh, he says, do you think Moyes has got a decent record in the transfer market or would you be worried he'd waste the money? I, I think, to be fair, he's got an excellent record in the transfer market. Yeah. I mean, he's made one or two little... Well, uh, Hugill is his, is his one mistake, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Other than that, I mean, Vlasic, we don't know yet. Well, we don't Not know so. about Crow. I mean, Crow looks like to be a bit of a mistake. That he's a loan now, isn't he, Sean? I mean, no, I know he's a loan with an option to buy, but it's a bit yeah. bizarre why you go after Crow and he's not cheap with a loan fee and, and wages and never play him. It, it, it's beyond bizarre to me. Well, he must see something in training that he doesn't like. Well, because, that's what I hear. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it clearly, his face doesn't fit. And I mean... I've got to say, the, the performance against Kidderminster was, oh, it was poor, wasn't it? Yeah. It was on a different well, level. Well done, boys. You've got to two hours and a half. You, you've, uh, we're not going to quite get to three hours, but well done. Well done. We never do a show <laughs> less than two and a half hours. Sean. My, my, yeah. my tweet quickly for, so I've tweeted out tonight. Oh, earlier, God. While we was on the air. I put, who, who, so who would you say is West Ham's greatest manager? And I could only put four in, so I wanted to put five. So I've put like the tweet for David Moyes, but nobody's read only one like. So Ron Greenwood, John Lowell, Harry Redknapp, or Slav and Bilic. A few people have slaughtered me for putting Redknapp and Bilic in. Um, obviously, <laughs> I had to do that um, because obviously I've done my bit of homework. And <laughs> you look at who the better managers are. And um, they're, they're the two in the Premier League, apart from Moyes. Um, that stand out. But at, at the moment, John Lowell's running away with it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I would I would say, I would still stick to my original, and that would be Ron Greenwood, simply for inventing yeah. modern West Ham. Yeah. Put so let's give the... it a little yeah, bit of a... Let's give it a retweet to uh, my yeah. 35,000 people. So oh. I'll quickly give you one thing about Ron Greenwood. Yeah. Ron Greenwood is the only West Ham manager in top flight football, apart from David Moyes, to have a positive <laughs> goal difference. Wow. What a stat. That's yeah. amazing, isn't it? That is crazy, isn't it? And his positive goal difference, and he managed for 13 seasons, so near enough more than anyone else in top flight. And he... His positive goal difference was plus nine. <laughs> <laughs> goals uh, are fun. Yeah, goals are fun. <laughs> it, it, quick one before we go. How many goals do you think we've scored in the Premier League? And how many do you think we've conceded? 
Oh my god! Well, in all, 20, across, 20, this is the twenty seventh season in the Premier League. How many goals? Oh, this, have is, scored? this is our twenty seventh season. Okay. Yeah. How many have we scored? I'd say we've scored six twenty. Right. Okay. I'll go and eight. Probably, I'll go eight fifty. All right. And yeah. we've probably let in about eight hundred. Right, across okay. twenty seven seasons, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go 8.50. Right. No, I reckon we've scored about 1,200 and let in about... Oh, sorry. 1,600. Yeah, 1,200, 1,600. See, Gal, see, there's always one voice of... I'm going to go 1,620. All right. So we've scored 1,263 goals, but conceded 1476 uh, goals. I was close. I was close. Uh, that was, yes. Yeah, that, that was. Sure. Yeah. There you go. I said, before we go, um, the game the other Ooh. day, do you know what irritated me more than anything else? The Antonio throw ins. Yeah. Yeah. We, we yeah. need someone who can throw in, like, Seafell. Um, can throw obviously long throws, but yeah. no one to back it up. We to... didn't play though, Sean. I know, but he, he's oh. the one that does long. He's the only one in the mm. team that can do a long throw. Well, perhaps I should get the bloke that sits behind me to talk because he thought Antonio, yeah, good throw. Thinking, <laughs> yeah. But it's like a ritual, though, isn't it? He takes his gloves off, you know, he puts a ball yeah. under the shirt and, and throws it to uh, their player. <laughs> oh, no, anyway, no. anyway, this <laughs> is the time of the podcast before we move to predictions where you can plug whatever you want to plug. Usually that's. Nigel plugging six foot two and paintings and whatever, but this week who's going to go? Who's going to who's going to plug? We give John. John. John, right there you go, John. This is where mm. you get your free info commercial. Sell it to us. Okay, so Claret and Booze uh, was the brainchild of Nick and Gary originally. They got me on board because they needed a, an intelligent voice. Um, we've been no going about available. Well, there's no one else available. Yeah. We've been going about five months and we obviously started at a very yeah. good time um, when things were going well. Um, but we enjoy what we do. Uh, we're going along nicely. You know, we, we just enjoy talking about West Ham. We, 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 we've got very different mindsets probably to, to some. Uh, me and Nick and that have got very different mindsets and we have great guests on. Uh, we talk about, you know, we talk about the games. We talk about football news in general. Uh, we generally go on every Friday night for our booze up show. Nigel's a Nigel's a regular guest amongst others. Um, but yeah, have, come and John, have a look. And, you make you know. a very good fluffer, but you need to, we need the money shot. Gary, can you do the money shot? John, you didn't go mock the whiz. Come along yeah. and join Claret and Booze, the YouTube channel. Well, Please well, like and subscribe. Well, that's, oh, a, good, that's a good soundbite, but we're going to go to Nick. Someone please give the URL so people can find it on, you know. Uh, it's just, it's, it's quite simply clarettonbooze.com. So if you go to clarettonbooze.com. There we go. There's a Take you to the YouTube channel. So, yeah, come over, give us a look. If you don't like it, piss and, off. And don't Fine. bother, uh, <laughs> don't bother um, applying for the uh, Facebook. Can I just, I was just say, can I just say you've missed the best selling. You're on more than just a podcast <laughs> and you've missed the best selling point. You can say, check out. Uh, Claret and Booze, Facebook.com. The Not West Ham group without Sean West Ham. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll tell, you, I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what we will do. We did a really interesting show with Nigel. We did an FA Cup history show. And as we've got the Southampton game coming up, um, it's probably probably our, our, 
our most uh, that's, that's, that's the most hits that we've had, isn't it? On on that one in particular. Yeah. But search yeah. that one up. It's, it's the FA Cup special, and, and like I say, that's it's it's brilliant and it's relevant now because we went back in went back in time. Nigel did his um his memory lane bit. It was it was superb. So yeah. I think mm. it was anyway. Anyway, it thanks was. for uh, coming in. Sloppy seconds. Um, yeah. As <laughs> I, I don't know if you did know this, but <laughs> the, the media department not having a good time. They actually put the word sloppy seconds up on the official uh, Twitter <laughs> last week before quickly taking it down after looking it up on Wikipedia and really knowing what sloppy seconds <laughs> means. Don't don't search it, uh, especially the Reverend Nigel. How are you doing with uh, six foot two? Quick plug before we move to predictions. Yeah, it's um, six foot two still going. Maybe a bit quiet this week because I'm researching. Um, I'm doing a lot of research. So I'll be putting out a few bits and pieces this week. And then next week, there will be a West Ham Managers Week uh, where we try and decide uh, who is the greatest West Ham manager. Mm, interesting. See if I can work out a formula yeah. how to do it. Anyway, I'm still freelance. I'm still retired. I'm not plugging anything except for this show. Um, what I should say is there's one extra thing you could do for us this week, and that is go in and give a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a review. We've, we, we've not got many reviews over the 11 uh, years. So if you want to give us a review, good or bad, we don't care. Give us a review, five stars, please on Apple Podcast, because uh, apparently it means something in Apple World. There you go. No patron, no no asking for money, anything else. It's always free. We'll be back next week. But when I oh, go to just say about well, that, and if you want to say something funny or witty, or even if you want to say, I'm never listening again after that bloke spoke about women's football, Yeah, you know, we'll take anything. <laughs> yeah, we'll take in, it on the chin. You know, we take it on the chin. And, and if you are listening and you are the person that wrote, I'm, you know, that I'll never listen again after what that bloke said about women's football. Sexist. After the New Zealand woman scoring three own goals in the first half against the Americans, I stand. Leave by it what there. I said. Leave it there. <laughs> Let's start with you, Nick. Um, Wolves, Wolverhampton Wanderers at the London Stadium. Uh, what's their nickname, Sean? Wolves. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I can't predict a winning this, and that's not normally a bad thing, Sean, because uh, usually um, uh, it goes the other way. But I'm going to go for a one-nil Wolves win. I'm afraid in this one. Ooh. Oh God! I know. I'm sorry. It's just what I feel on that one. Okay. All right. Gary, I'm going to go for uh, two-two. Okay. <laughs> John. Yeah, I'm going to go for a one-all. Wow. That leaves you, Nigel. We're struggling for goals. They notoriously don't concede goals. I think it's 5-4 no. West Ham. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll win. I watched them against Leicester and Leicester yeah. battered them off well, the I'm, I'm, I, You've left me 1-0, so I'm going to go for my normal 1-0. Well, I didn't want to take it. That's why I left it. Yeah. Yeah, look, the only why? good thing is that they, they are playing midweek. They're playing yeah. uh, Arsenal, aren't they, before is they play Is it true us? that Wolverhampton Wanderers are also got the nickname of the Dingles? True or false? Yes, true. But that is not a nickname they promote themselves. It was given to them by <laughs> West Brom fans as a slur. Was in Emmerdale, is it? I suppose no. No, I, I think no. I don't know if in Midlands talk it means like Gypsy or, uh, oh, gypsy right. or something okay. like that. 
They're also called the Wanderers, it says on Wikipedia, so it must be true. What year were they founded, Nigel? Oh, they're one of the originals. Uh, was it 1884 or something? All close. Like, yeah. 18, 1872. Oh, 18, I, knew, I know they're one of the... I'm pretty sure they were one of the 12 founders of the Football League. Yeah. And if you could name the others, good luck. Yeah. And, uh, of course, the return of one of my favourite ex-head uh, of media, uh, Max. Oh, Max. Yeah, Max. Max, yeah, Max is back. Anyway, I've been Sean. Uh, Nick has been... Nick. Gary's been... Gary? John has been... John? <laughs> and Nigel has been... Uh, I've been like the crazed mum, I suppose. I don't know who I am. Oh, God help us. Come on, you irons. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Come on, you irons. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.